Yay! Hey, Kung Fu Fitness! Oh my goodness. Zombie. Welcome, hey. welcome, welcome, one and all. How is everybody feeling tonight? Spoofy. Okay, all right. <laughs> we got one spoofy, we got one scary. Everybody? Tragic. Okay, oh. tragic. That's a good adjective. Horrified. Oh. oh. I think Jess wins here. Uh, welcome, everybody. Welcome to RPG Clinic's first Sunday stream. Weirdly, um, this is ah, mm -hmm. like on this channel. It's our first tabletop role-playing stream. Our first tabletop role-playing stream here on RPG Clinic. And to tonight's game of Ten Candles, a game of tragic horror by Stephen Dewey. Uh, we'll get into the game, we'll get into the description, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera, as we go. But first and foremost, I'd love to go around and just introduce people for those who may not know everybody. My name is Scott Humphrey. I'm starting. My name is Scott Humphrey, and I'm going to be the GM tonight. We'll go this way. Um, my name is Kate Hagemeyer. I will be a player tonight. Thanks, Poke. I'm John Verrill, and I'm going to be a player, and I'm not used to it. Ah! <laughs> I'm Elizabeth Neal, also a player. Yeah. Jess Wilds, also a player. Jess Wilds! <laughs> a new face to some, perhaps? A less new face to others, perhaps. Um, yeah. yeah. Where do you come from, anyway? Oh. Uh, well, Montreal. Okay. <laughs> yeah. No, but uh, you might have seen me in full party. Around the Perhaps. next oh. channel. <laughs> yeah. An exalted third campaign that's uh, run by John and, well, involving everybody at these yeah, tables. Hammer wielding. Badass. <laughs> I don't know. I was trying to think of a, a W word. <laughs> <A> warrior. <laughs> I love. No, whoa, Erwin. Erwin, <laughs> thank you so very much uh, for the gift thank subs. You. Really, really, really kind. Uh, I am so happy to see so many familiar, wonderful, and apparently very generous faces here in the chat tonight for our <laughs> apparently. Nice, I'm subbed. <laughs> nice. So Nailed are you. it. Yeah. yeah. Sorry. <laughs> I am. Finally. Yeah. I get those sweet, sweet emotes. I, uh, yeah, I'm, I'm just like, not overwhelmed, but I'm a little like, I'm a little, I'm a little verklempt at, uh, at how like excited everybody is to be here tonight and, uh, that's really all I have to say about that, frankly. Everyone else excited? Very. Very. How's everybody out there in Chatland? Are you enjoying our temporary emotes? Yes, thank you, Kate. That's right. We have, <laughs> as of now, we have some temporary RPG Clinic emotes with some newer, somewhat shinier, perhaps Commissioned. versions. Commissioned from a professional artist. That's the you know. Yeah. Yeah. Those are on their way. On their the way, which is also really cool. It's. Oh my God. Dio. Dio. Thank you for oh, the Oh, jeez, Louise. Here we go. Choo choo. There are a lot happening. Thank you so much. See, now what I want to do is when the notification comes up, I want to light some candles. And then when it disappears, I want to like unlight some candles. <laughs> just, <wanna laughs> like, just make sure people don't know what's going on over there. We have they a hype train going? Yeah. We actually, I, we yeah, just, yeah, we oh, did. I can't level, see that. Level two Whoa, complete. already. We're Thank actually you so at much. level five because. Oh my God. Uh, the hype drain, I believe, scales according to like how busy your channel is with such expenditures. And since we're new and young, we get up to <laughs> tier five. We're new and young, but we've been around the block a couple of years. We're, we're going <laughs> to hope that we can get our uh, our sub level up to fifty, and then we'll unlock all those all the emotes that we can Whoa. potentially unlock. I don't know what the sub level is now. I 
You might be able to see it on, on yours if you have the stream information up, but... That's okay. It's okay. I'm like... We'll figure it out sometime. This setup is so beautiful. I'm like worried about... I mean, I'm not going to break anything, but... Yeah, you get a nicer <laughs> setup than I do. I <laughs> Gucci is Jesus snuggled truth, though. Such uh, truth. This perfect. we know to be true. One-off hype. Thank you, Weirdness, which I think segues us very nicely into what are we doing tonight. I know you all know, but allow me this. <laughs> um, tonight, and for the coming two subsequent Sundays, this channel will be hosting one-shots, as run by myself tonight, John next week, and Elizabeth the week after. We will be playing games of ver wildly varying tones and, <laughs> and mechanics uh, as we attempt to bring a little bit of excitement, adventure, and storytelling into your lives and to our own. Before we begin RPG Clinic's first uh, RPG season, Star Wars Reach, which will be then in three weeks' time, <laughs> will be our session zero. Mm -hmm. Yeah, that's that's what I wanted to say yep. there. Um, I'm trying to think if there's most stuff we need to do really before we get started. I think we need to go over our safety tools. Yeah. I'm going to point these out because some people may or may not be familiar. We have here, so thank you very much for the follow, Slow Games. We have here our safety tools for the evening. These are our cards. Uh, you in the chat do not have these cards, but you do have options. I'm going to get to those in a little bit here. A green card. I'll refer to my written notes here. A green card indicates to the other players uh, and the GM at the table that even if you don't look it, you are enthusiastically consenting to what's happening. A yellow card indicates to the players and people around you that you are approaching your limit, so let's not push it any further. It's a heads up for the table, but we can still continue playing. A red card then, by contrast, is a hard stop. We need to stop, we need to end the scene, or at least check in and we will not resume playing until we're ready. Now, as I mentioned before, of course, you in the chat don't have these fancy schmancy, very lovely cards or safety tools, but you do have options if you ever feel, um, well, unsafe or, or that you need to talk to somebody about something. You can always speak with a mod. Uh, we have Aragwen and we have the cross here, here in the chat. Thank you very much. Yes, tools and secondary tools here. Thank you. Uh, you can also reach out and whisper RPG Clinic specifically, which I can see. Jess also may be able to see that chat, but just mostly whispering me. Um, and of course, if you need to, you can always, of course, leave the stream. We don't want you to go, but it's really important to keep ourselves safe and happy before we do anything else. All right. We're going to be talking a lot about what makes a game of 10 candles a game of 10 candles tonight. Before we even dive in, I just want to make sure everybody at the table knows what's happening tonight. This is a game of tragic horror. It is a game that we're all going to share in the storytelling burden, which we're all going to tell together. It is a game about what happens in the dark. It is a game about the depths and the lengths to which we will stoop and or go in order to survive. It is a game about hope and it is a game about the loss, that loss of hope at the end. In this game, all of your characters will die. I'm sorry, <laughs> it's just how it's gonna go. However, they, and by extension you, need to have hope that they will survive. Keep that in mind as we play tonight because I think it's really important that we 
aim to try to survive when we can, even knowing what the inevitable future is. Uh, also, a hype train, choo-choo-choo, thank you so very much. Oh, was that not on repeat? <laughs> Whoops. Okay, we got our dice. Everyone has their dice in front of them as well. Yes. Everyone has their papers, their safety tools. Kate. Sounds like the game of life truth, though. <laughs> Whoops. <laughs> Kate, if you don't mind, could you light three of the ten candles for me? Thank you. We're getting started, everybody. Welcome to ten candles. Mm, my grip strength. Oh God! Whoa! I'm, I'm happy to also allow Jess now. to do that. I'm just weak. I have such weak, shaky hands. Sorry, folks. Oh, don't worry about it. Not dramatic at all. It's like super dramatic though, which <laughs> I love dramatic. actually. I love. It's like it's adding Thank you, the Crosshair. This is the game, guys. By the way, there's no <laughs> storytelling. <laughs> We're just attempting to. Thank you so much, Kate. I really appreciate that. All right, everyone. The first thing we do, of course, is discover who we will be playing tonight. Boop. Boop. It's very important. So, in front of you, you should have a number of sheets of paper. One, the two on top are labeled virtue and vice. If you can, please, for me, write down a single adjective on both of those. Your virtue is something that a character might be proud of, or something that a character might find helpful. It's usually a positive trait. <laughs> Define positive, Scott. On the other sheet, please write down a vice. These are things that a character might be ashamed of, or things they might need to fight against. Feel free to be <laughs> relatively creative. I will accept thick with two Cs, but I will not say whether that is a virtue or a vice. Thank you very much. Thank you, Lemon Eater. Much appreciated. <laughs> All right. Has everyone finished writing their, their virtues and vices? Yes. yes. Awesome. Could you pass, please? We'll start with virtues. Can you pass them to your right? That's uh, counterclockwise around the table. Well, I'll... Oh, thank you. <laughs> You're very welcome. This game works a little bit better when social distancing isn't a thing, but we're ah, making it work. It's true, yes. You'll notice that Kate and I are not, in fact, like this far from each other. Uh, please take your vice and pass it to your left. Clockwise. Thank you, Kate. Before we... No, we're going to read these out first, because I want to know what they are. I'm really <laughs> curious. Um, and then I'm going to get into something else. Can That's I start so with fun. you, Jess? What are your virtue and your vice, please? My virtue is I'm athletic. Oh, OK. <laughs> and my vice, <laughs> and I apologize if I say it wrong, narcissistic. Ah, OK. <laughs> good. I can't even spell it, apparently. There we go. Very good. Liz? Uh, my virtue is that I'm optimistic. Oh! My vice is that I'm naive. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Cool, cool, cool. John? I am generous. Okay, that's good. And I am greedy. 
<laughs> Yikes. All right. So this is actually a great oh moment. God. John, I'm really excited to see where you go with how you can be both generous <laughs> and greedy. <laughs> I'm not overruling it. I'll play it. That's duality. your life, man. Oh I don't God. have to tell you. It. Kate? I am helpful. Okay. But I'm also very self-centered. I'm self-centered. Okay. I added the very. But self-centered. Helpful, but self-centered. You can be very self-centered if you want. I have decided that I am very self-centered. And that, those are also, right? Those are also opposites, essentially, well, right? I mean, not, not 100%, I could but. be self-servingly helpful. <laughs> oh, helpful, but only for yourself. You have an agenda to everything that you do. Before we continue on, I would love to just take a moment to briefly let you guys know what the world is that we're going to be diving into. I introduced the setting a little bit already. This is a game about what people do in the dark, knowing that the end is nigh, but that they are trying to survive. But where are we specifically? Here's what you know. 10 days ago, the world went dark. No stars, no sun. The sky has been blotted out somehow. Five days ago, they came. No one knows who or what they are, but what you do know, they fear the light and they're coming for you. That said, who would have thought this old theater would have been so secure? It almost feels like home here at the Apollo Theater, although the rows of empty seats are sometimes unnerving, like there's a whole audience judging your every move. One of the people staying here with you, Tomas, claimed he saw someone in row J the other night, but the ghost light on stage is always on, and they can't abide the light, as we've already established. And although you are protected from whatever's been consuming the world, there's still questions to be answered. In order to survive here, both you and the Apollo are going to have to give up your secrets. For example, the other night, did somebody just make a mistake or is food actually appearing in the storeroom night after night? Is the Apollo's lucky tree stump being moved ever so slightly as a trick or as a message? And the scratching and the knocking coming from inside some of the walls, rats or something else? Who knows what secrets lie beneath the boards? We're playing <laughs> locked inside, inside the Apollo Theater in Harlem, New York. We'll get into a bit more about what you know about the space as we continue. But of course, first we gotta know who you guys are, right? Based on your virtue and your vice and the module where we are, I'd love if we could take just a brief moment to jot down a couple notes on your concept card about who <coughs> you might be. Uh, I'd love a name. <laughs> Names are useful. If you want to just go by Hey You. <laughs> I don't like it, but <laughs> you, you can. <laughs> it just, it, yeah, it can be a brief concept. Um, I imagine some of you, like me, are probably thinking up elaborate backstories, how you got here, what happened to you, etc. That's cool. Keep it brief for now. Hey, chat. Best players in the world at this table. Bam. 
So jazzed. Oh, this is gonna be great. Okay, Pook. Uh, for the low, low cost of 5,000 bits, I can issue. <laughs> Kidding. Ugajutsu. Oh, Ripka. Oh, very good. That's a good name. Now pass your concept to the person on your. No, I'm just kidding. Don't do <laughs> <laughs> now pass them all to me, and I will randomize them. And then, <laughs> oh gosh. yeah, that'd be good, eh? How are we doing, folks? A few more notes on both sides. No worries. No worries at all. Ready. I am not in a particular <coughs> rush to kill you. Oh my God, Jess is right here. It's making me really happy. Thanks, Graspy Lou. And Patrick Jaska. Thank you for the follow. Welcome. Patrick. It's the sound we're going to make out of fear, I think. I spent all my time thinking of a name. Nelzool. Oh, I see. Okay. Oh, yeah. It's all good. Nelzool. Can I start again here with Jess? Oh, actually, give me a quick second here, Jess. There we go. So. Go ahead. Uh, my name is Tiff. I used to be a yoga teacher. I always wanted to be the star of the show, but was never properly cast. <sighs> okay, I really like, so you always wanted to be a, the star. Yes. Never properly cast. Mm -hmm. That's fantastic. Liz. My name is Peter. Oh. I am the coat check attendant <laughs> at the Apollo. The Apollo is the safest place I know, so of course I would hide out here. My favorite play is Rosencrantz and Guildenstern are dead. You like theater, eh? I theater? do very much. That's really great. I'm really happy to hear that. John I'm, playing? Whoops, wrong button. I Go am ahead. Xander Silverson. <laughs> I'm a producer for independent theater. I'm 30 years old, but I've dyed my hair silver alongside my immaculate pointed beard. Okay. So this is a producer yeah. with silver hair and beard. Got it. Great. And Kate playing? Annabelle. Uh, I am the technical director of the theater. Oh, fantastic. Um, I'm quite tall. And also, I need people to know that I'm also a lighting designer. <laughs> uh, I'm quite good. And I will tell you about how good I am at any opportunity. Tech director and a lighting designer. Quite tall, huh? Quite tall. Quite tall. Fantastic. Um, I, I reserve the right to uh, spell your characters' names, however. Yes, I, I hope there's fit. some like numbers in there. And a thrill. Okay, great. Um, I think these are wonderful characters, guys, and I can totally see why you have all ended up here together. Jess, can mm. I ask you a favor? Yeah. Can I ask you to light three more of those candles? Yes. Thank you so much. If you feel comfortable doing so. Incredible. Absolutely incredible. I mean, we know that Jess is a horror pro, so. Oh, yeah. yeah. That's true. I also have shaky hands. 
the horror. It's so scary. Nobody Fire. recognizes your genius, Kate. Is that what's is that what's happening? Or sorry, Annabelle. I'm okay. self-centered, so you oh, know. Oh, sure. Clearly. Playing to my vice. <laughs> what I would love for you all to do next, if we're ready, you all know some of the basis of your character, perhaps even why you're here, or at least why you chose to be here, of all places, here at the end of all things. I'd like for you all to take a moment now to write down your character's moment next. A moment, for everyone, is an experience that you hope to live or a goal that you hope to achieve. Something that if you successfully do it will bring you hope. These can be um, when you find your sister, when you defeat one of them, when you finally patch that, <laughs> when you finally patch those lights through that you've always been meaning to. That's a, sorry, I'm backseat momenting here. These moments are going to be lived during the session. Each character will have a chance to attempt to gain hope for themselves and earn some of these shiny hope dice. Mm. Not too close mm. to the candles. As an FYI, these will not be secret. These will be known to everybody, uh, myself included. Oh shit, burn it. <laughs> it's gonna be public. I have an irrational fear that I've used the wrong theater terminology for something. Oh, oh no. Okay. Oh no. Thank you very much for the subscription, Graspulert. Thanks for the rawr. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks for the bloop. Bloop, 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 bloop. Battaloos42 likes Jess's drinks, drink bottle. It's pretty cool. Thank you. It's free. It looks like you grabbed oh, yeah. it from a tree. And then, like, lacquered it yeah. <laughs> somehow. <laughs> uh, thank you. I'll think about that for a second. Uh, Lemon well. Eater, you probably will. Um, okay, has everyone sort of written, everyone's written their moment? It would appear we've all stopped scribbling here. So again, if you don't mind me picking on you, Jess, yeah. I'm going to start with you and we'll go around. So where, I should take a look at your name, where will Tiff, or how will Tiff be able to find hope? Uh, I will find hope when I get to be a hero. Get to be mm -hmm. a hero. Excellent. Does that work? Yeah, oh yeah, okay. that's great. That's really great. Uh, Peter? You I will find down? hope when I, me, Peter, rescue someone from certain death. Okay. Certain, certain death. It's gonna really suck if you fail that roll. It sure is. <laughs> yeah, because in fact, the death has to be certain. Well, I mean, I guess somebody no, no, else no, could rescue it. It could be certain in Peter's eyes. He's not very bright. Oh, we're adding additional traits. So yes, 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 we are. Uh, what did I write here? Oh, I didn't write your name, John. I'm sorry. You're Xander. Xander Silverson. 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 I wrote it like the Silverson pickups. <laughs> Whoops. Um, when, how will you find hope, sir? I will find hope when I make it up to the catwalk. <gasps> and do a little turn? No, that's specifically not the catwalk I'm referring to. I know. 
<laughs> for the audience who may not know, the catwalk is That's above fun. the stage, and it is uh, a place where you can move across over top, uh, either because you're setting lights up on the grid, or maybe yeah. it's a really weird way to make a transition from stage left to stage right. Yeah. yeah. All the way up, all the way over, all the way down. Yeah. yeah. Uh, and what about you, Annabelle? I will find hope when my assistance is appreciated. <laughs> <laughs> Too bad. <laughs> Too bad that hope dies never. <laughs> <laughs> so I just I want to point out that it's 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 not it, I'm merely observing. We have three people whose hopes are no two people whose hopes are essentially selfless. Essentially. Uh, or at least sort of overtly are selfless, uh, and one person's hope who is <laughs> overtly selfish, I would say, <laughs> and one person's hope who is overtly... Location-dependent. Location-dependent. <laughs> <laughs> I'm loving it. Okay. We're almost there, everybody. John, could I ask you to light three more candles? Do you mind? Thank you, sir. Ooh. These are very exciting characters. <laughs> My appreciation. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> My assistance is appreciated. <laughs> Selfless, selfish, and location dependent. All right, everyone. We're almost there in terms of your character creation. The last thing you need to write for yourself, that you need to write for yourself, is your brink. I'm sorry, pause, sorry, I misspoke. You need to write the brink of somebody else. The person to your left, Kane will get to you in a quick sec, but you know. This is something that you saw them do or that you know they did that represents the darkness to which they could stoop. I've seen you be a coward. I've seen you abandon someone. I've seen you try to speak with them. <laughs> I've seen you play the hero. <laughs> it's hardly a brink, but get the idea. Kate, you have a special task, which is writing a brink for them. John. This is this can only be used to establish their strengths, not their weaknesses. So you can't. I've I've seen them turn to ash in the presence of water or whatever, right? But I you have seen them define a strength. Can be an action that I've witnessed, though, right? Absolutely. Yeah, if if it's a, if it's not too specific, <laughs> that's probably a good thing. Oh my goodness! I'll. Uh, can I these show are this secret. To you, if that works. Yep. Okay. Oh, now I can pass it. Yes, you can. Yeah. <laughs> Thank you. And this is yours to tip. I should point out, of course, because. <laughs> Because Annabelle wrote one for them, they had to write one for Tiff. Also, these are secrets. They are not, well, not to be known. They're not to be revealed. Uh, the papers are not to be revealed. If a character wants to reveal their brink for some reason, be my guest, guys. <laughs> That's all I gotta say about that. 
That's really interesting. Okay. All right. Um, take a moment, folks, if you haven't already, I imagine you might have, to arrange your traits. So your brink has to be face down on the bottom because it will be the last thing that you have for yourself. I would recommend not putting your moment on top, but <laughs> if you feel strongly about it, <laughs> we can go for it. This will establish the order in which you get to use your traits and then incorporate them into the story. Ooh, Crosshair, let us know about the weather. Well, there is, isn't there? John, I'm so excited. Thanks. Ah, okay. Does everyone have a pretty, everyone's arranged their traits here? Yes. Mm -hmm. Does everyone have a pretty good sense of who they're playing, at least based on what's in front of them? Yes. Good, good. Everyone? Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Fantastic. <laughs> We're going to pause. Before we whoops, get into the game proper. There is one more thing we need to do. What I would like us to do next is we're going to go around one by one. Uh, actually, Kate, when you're done, I'll just have you light the last candle as I explain this. Thank uh, you. Okay. Yeah? Yeah, yeah. yeah. I'm not trusted around open oh, flames. Okay. Well, I just figured you were a bit too far, frankly. Ding, 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 ding. Have you seen the length of my arms? That's pretty <laughs> impressive, actually. Yeah. And those are long barbecue lighters. <laughs> All right, well, <laughs> you get to snuff them out, Liz. <laughs> Hooray! <laughs> we're going to go around, and one by one, I want to just take a moment so that everybody can record their last words. This can be a message to somebody you know. This can be a message just to the world at large. You can be appealing to a higher power, something that you'd wish you'd done, something that you wish you'd seen. I'll ask that we all remain relatively quiet while we record these, while I also <laughs> make sure I don't mess this up. You can trim it after, so you can always press the button a bit before right, the start. Great, great. Um, Liz. How do you feel about starting when I'm when we're ready? Yeah, I feel good about it. Okay. His last words are. Well, everyone, I guess this is my curtain call. I always loved the theater, and there's there's no real place that I'd rather take my last bow, so to speak. I hope you speak the soliloquy of your life proudly. And bravely, I love you all, Peter. Thank you very much, Peter. Just give me a quick sec, folks. I'm just going to trim some of this. We're going to trim this whole thing out. <laughs> Too sweet for this world. <laughs> I'm going to call this final word. Did you like that he signed his own? <laughs> Great. I did. I did. We'll move to John next. And John, I'll just give you a sign when we're ready. Thank you. Hello, everybody. Good. Hey, Julia. Yeah. I, I have no idea whether you're actually going to hear this. It looks like it's never going to happen. I, I, really, I really thought that we were going to get our big shot here, but 
I mean, I guess some things just always get in the way. We almost got there, though, right? We almost made art the way we thought we would. But um, at this point, I'll settle for just seeing you again. Thank you very much, Sander. Sander, ladies and gentlemen. It's John. Yes. Okay, Kate, if you are ready, I will throw over to you momentarily. Hey, Jane, it's Annabelle. I never told you this, but I love you. And I'm sorry I wasn't able to tell you to your face. Take care of yourself. Finally, when you're ready, uh, Jess will give you a little sign here, and we'll hear Tiff's final words to the world. To all the fans, the ones that came out every single Friday night for improv night, I just want to say that I love you, and I know, I know you were the only people who saw the real me. I hope you're all still alive. And now Scott's going to have to record his message when we all walk out on him. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Wait, what? Hey, everyone. Uh, well, it was a shorter game than I expected. It's got him free. How are you? Hey, uh, how are, how are you tonight? Everyone, uh, Should we pour one out from the Montreal good. Improv Theater? Oh. Well. Oh, God. Yeah. <laughs> Let's go. It's alcohol into the fire. Weigh in now, Cheeks. You get your votes in now. <laughs> Two. Okay. Let's remove these folks. I'll be right there in a moment. Right. Tiff, Peter, Xander, Annabelle. Annabelle. There's Thank also, <laughs> uh, I'll introduce you to a couple of people who are also staying here with you. <laughs> they don't get final words, though. You, there is Tomas the um, person who believes he's the most observant among you. He's always on the lookout. He's always first to volunteer. Oh, uh, I'll keep watch, guys. That's Tomas. And uh, Katie. Katie is wise for her years. She never talks about it, but it would appear that it would seem, perhaps, that Katie's lived through something that maybe most people don't have to. She's got a faraway look in her eye most of the time. And that's it. There are the six of you. The Apollo Theater in Harlem is a relatively large theater. 
the main auditorium is a 1500 seat theater space with a mezzanine and a, another balcony on top of that. There's boxes, there's box seats on the sides as well. Really fancy. Uh, there's also upstairs, sort of behind where the balcony lobby is, there's also a small 100, 150 seat studio. It was Tomas's suggestion to make that the sort of quote unquote storeroom or staging room. That's where all of your rations currently are, what the, f the food that you have here in the theater. Extra supplies, any medical supplies you could scrounge from the theater are there. Uh, the meager number of flashlights and batteries that you have are also in that space. On the main floor, of course, there is the, the stage itself, the large auditorium. There's the front lobby beyond that with the box office. There's the backstage area. Backstage leads down to the green room. You could potentially get under the stage if you needed to for any reason. The green room then leads on into the rest of the basement of the Apollo Theater. Dressing rooms, both new and the original dressing rooms, through which walked the likes of um, Nina Simone, uh, Louis Armstrong. Beyond that, there is the prop shop where they build things, <laughs> set, set creation kind of space, whatever the word is I'm looking for here. Workshop. <laughs> And off that is the electrical room. Currently not a ton of use, but we'll get there in a second. There's also costume storage down in that area. I mentioned the electrical room's not much help. There is electricity. There must be. What you're currently running the ghost light off of and any additional um, sources of light in the building, it's running off what could only be described as the theater's rickety old backup generator. The main one seems to have gone out some time ago. At least three or four days. Now, I'm not sure how long you've all been here. Remember, ten days ago the world went dark, five days ago they came. Perhaps you were already here, Peter. <laughs> Perhaps you weren't. And only six of you ever came in. You haven't heard or seen any signs of anyone else outside, or the outside world, I should say. And here in, I should be clear as well, here in the theater as well, you haven't heard signs of any other people. It's a strange experience. There's, downstairs in the basement is quite claustrophobic. The hallway leading down to the dressing rooms and along through to the prop shop, et cetera, is quite narrow. So there's a real feeling of like being enclosed, maybe even sort of tomb-like down there. But <laughs> Tomas shares with you one day, what he thinks is even stranger is the sort of like cavernous main space that you choose to hang out in for the most part because that's where the ghost light is on stage. Does anyone have any, I, well, I'll ask about questions in a second. Does anyone have any specific supplies that their character might be carrying, other than sort of like general things that you're sharing amongst the group? If you don't want to say publicly, you don't have to. Well, I'm wearing my um, usher vest. Still? The ve yes. Wow. It's very important to me. Um, so in that, I, have, um, I do have a small flashlight of my own. Okay, right, yes. the usher's, usher's flashlight. 
anyone else have any sort of like personal things? Yeah. Leatherman and a little mag light. The Leatherman's so a little flashlight. The Leatherman is a multi-tool. Right, which has yeah. been incredibly useful for a whole bunch of a whole host of things. Really, nobody's been injured per se <laughs> yet, um, but it has certainly been useful in terms of well, jury rigging certain things, keeping things together. Tiff or Zant, if you necessarily. Um, I have a, a cell phone. Okay. With no reception. Right. Uh, and the battery is quite low. Uh, I do want to point out... If that's okay. Of yeah. course. I'm glad you said you had no signal because I didn't want to be the one to have to say it. Yeah. <laughs> there is currently no... You guys have yet to find a way to communicate at all with the world outside the theater. And as far as you know, outside the theater is where they are. Now, why they haven't been able to enter yet is beyond you. Uh, lemon and light. Does Xander have anything in particular, John, other than his beard? So I have a comb okay. that's meant to look like a switchblade. <laughs> full, full greaser vibes. I love it. Um, uh, a, a wallet, mm -hmm. which is currently carrying a lot of cash that I was supposed to spend on incidentals. <laughs> Whoops. Okay. Uh, and a ring of keys. As we all know, play will proceed in rounds based on the number of candles that are still lit. Uh, if I require a conflict, I will call from you. But in the meantime, at the moment, you appear to be relatively safe. There's no sign that there's any anyone or anything other than the six of you in the theater. Um, anywhere, really. Katie's called a meeting of all of you in the main auditorium. You kind of, she asks everybody to kind of gather around the ghost light and like offers to hold hands. How old is Katie? You said she was wise beyond her years. Yeah, she's like 19. Okay. She's quite young, but seems to be quite wise. Oh, okay. Uh, does anyone want to take her hands in this moment? Yes. Okay. Peter goes over no. to Katie. Peter goes over to Katie, okay. Uh, Tiff is on her cell phone, kind of looking at old photos, family, some selfies. Not really paying attention. Not really paying attention, okay. I'll stand there, but I'm, I'm not holding anybody's no. hand. Okay. Look, I know this is going to be hard to hear. Um, Tiff, do you, you can hear me, right? Mm-hmm. Okay. She gives you the, she gives you some side eye as she continues. I know Tomas and I have been talking a little bit and I think it's important that we try to figure out what the hell is going on. Frankly, I think one of you is playing a trick on us and we know it's not the other one. Tomas is like he says mm -hmm, a lot, like too much. Look, she points over to what's known as the lucky stump. Uh, it's been part of the Apollo space for 
at least 50 or 60 years. Uh, it's the stump remaining from what was the lucky tree outside the theater. Artists used to gather around it for luck before the show. They cut it down so someone saved the stump and now it lives on stage. She points at it and her finger kind of trembles in the air. Just look, look at it, look. The stump that no one wants to get rid of because it's too damn heavy? No, yeah. because it's lucky. Maybe this is its way of saying that luck's still on our side? Because it still exists? Well, it's, it's moving towards us, kind of. What? <laughs> like, right now? No. This is what we have to be focusing on? The stump? I think, I think it's part of a larger... Look, do you not think we've had it a little bit easy in here? Hmm? We come in, we lock some doors, we leave a light on, everything's fine? I don't know what's going on. That stump was at least six inches further to the right last night. I know because I measured it. And she like dares you to laugh at her a little bit. Believe you, Katie. Thanks, Peter. I appreciate that. You're welcome. Okay. So Either fess up. Someone just fess up so we can move on. Why is it so important? Because it speaks to the fact that and she lowers her voice, just in case. She lowers her voice a little bit. It speaks to the fact that there's someone else here. There has to be. I can't account for it any other way. Next, you're gonna ask us to bust out a Ouija board. Tomas breaks in. No, no, we're not gonna do that. No. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. No. Do you think one of the fans like came back and they're here? One of the fans. Yeah, like someone from someone who was watching a show. Do you think someone? How would they get in? Maybe they were already here. And haven't said hi, haven't come out to say anything? Maybe they don't know they can trust us yet. Karen, I appreciate that this is hard. Her name's Katie. Yeah, Katie looks to you. Karen, <laughs> she, I, Katie, whatever. Mm -hmm. <laughs> I know this is hard, but this is also serious. And now's not the time for us to deal with any of these bullcrap theater suspicions. Oh, okay. So just a superstition then? Yeah. Okay. Honestly? Yeah? I know that it's easy to start focusing on a tiny problem because you think you might be able to fix it, but I don't think that's what's going to help us right now. Maybe there's some things in life that we're not meant to understand. It's okay that it moves. It's not hurting us. The lucky tree stump. Xander makes a point, and I want to acknowledge that you make a point, Xander. Yeah, it seems a bit silly on its own. Tomas and I went and counted the rations, which I know we're calling it, and I know, I know, I've talked about this before. I definitely counted more today than I did yesterday. That's great. Peter. No, now this is a problem. It means we have more rations. Where did they come from? I don't know. And you don't so care. So what? We have rations. They can't be bad. Who counted them yesterday? Kitty's eyes dart to Tomas and then like dart away. And who counted them today? I did. Okay, great. How about we all go count the rations every day so that we make sure we can all do our math? I think that's a good point, Annabelle. If they're multiplying, cool. Then we have a benevolent 
stump moving ghost. <laughs> at the so at the sound of the word ghost, Tomas like crosses himself, but he he, he keeps it small because he. Ghosts aren't real. Tomas is like, dude, stuff here. <laughs> here's on. here's where it's important. We know that we're the only ones here, and it means that if we can't trust each other, then we're definitely screwed. I think it's unlikely that the food has multiplied on its own. My guess is that someone, you know, forgot to look un in the third cupboard or something, right? Yeah. Because if there's another person here that's moving the stump, then chances are they would be eating, not creating food. Yeah, I mean that that that's that's what makes the most sense. I just I really could have sworn that no, you guys are right. I really appreciate We're human. Yeah. I appreciate Mistakes happen. But you know what? A lot of logic here. Let's let's put you at ease, okay? Let's all just do another pass through the theater, see if there's anyone else who's here. Make sure that they know that they can come out and that they can share in what we have. We have a lunky tree stump. We also have some food. So, maybe, no, you know what? That's what we're gonna do. Well, touch the wood. I'm gonna yeah. go search through the rest of the theater to see if there's anybody else here. Well, you the can't go by yourself, it's dangerous. The I'll echo of the word wood comes back to you. Sure, sure. Okay, so Peter and Xander are gonna go together. Do we all, if we all go at the same time, maybe someone's just gonna try to stay ahead of us? Uh, if there's someone else here. I'm talking crazy, guys. I, I'm sorry. Why don't some of us stay here and some of us go off and look? Sure. We've still got a few half-used batteries in the lav bucket, so Great. we probably have a few more excursions with our flashlights. Wonderful. Peter, you've worked here for how long? Four years. So you probably know this place pretty well. Like the back of my hand. All right, so... Let's go. Let's see if we can find anybody. Okay. We should check the green rooms first since he's like heading towards the, the door. So Xander and Peter are going with Annabelle? Sure. Potentially? Leaving Tiff with Tomas and Katie. <laughs> Tomas is like standing at the light. He's trying to like edge closer to it. And Katie just slumps a little bit and is like, I'm I'm sorry, Tiff. That was I don't know. I I I, I honestly I feel just a little paranoid. Obviously, I haven't been outside in uh, ah, days. Huh? <laughs> Neither am I. Right, right. And you're not feeling paranoid or anything. Nothing no, like that. No, 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 no. No, nothing no, at all. No, no, not at all. Okay. I mean, now that you're talking about it, I'm starting to think that maybe there's a reason to be paranoid. No, but no I don't think so. I just, there's some things that I can't explain, and I hope that we can explain them. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. What were you looking at before? Oh, uh, well, I used to teach yoga. Oh, okay. So, like, I have these, like, photos on my phone from the yoga classes and yeah. some videos. So I oh. was thinking I would do a couple yoga exercises, you know, calm, center my mind, namaste. Tiff, why didn't... Why didn't you lead something for everybody already? Oh. Well, 
I didn't think anyone would be interested. I think we could all use whatever whatever tools we have at our disposal to like stay sane, you know? Right. At the word sane, she goes and kind of like, doesn't look at Tomas. I don't know. She's like, Whoa. Um, Tiff looks at Tomas. He is currently standing quite close to the ghost light. He doesn't seem to want to leave its presence when these three aren't here. And he darts his eyes towards you and then away. He looks at the stump on the ground. It's it's actually quite large. Like, it was a tree that was outside, right? So let's say it's about a couple... It's like a foot and a half across, maybe? And as per Annabelle's point, it is quite heavy. It would be very difficult to move it on your own if you wanted to. Uh, although if you could move it, it's pretty heavy. So if you, just if you needed to know that, Tiff. Where are the other three people headed? I'm searching the entire theater. All right, Starting Andrew. with the green room. We're looking, we're checking the rations. Is that what we set off to do? And then we're also looking for people. No, I'm only looking for people. We already know that the ration count is one. Peter has suggested that we start with the dressing room in the green room because there are couches there and it might be more comfortable for people. Sure, start from the bottom, work our way up. The, uh, mm-hmm. Yeah, no, just that the green room where you begin, there's stairs leading down on either side of the stage, which kind of end up in the green room so that you can afford easy access to the stage. As you walk down the stairs, there's a large brick wall that's covered with autographs from people who have performed there over the years, both famous and amateur up-and-comers who, like, grab a corner of the wall and scratch their name in. There's still some blank patches on the wall. The green room is a relatively large open room, weirdly, like most of the green rooms I've been in have been quite small and cozy, so it's actually quite large. I would say maybe even larger than the room that we're in right now. There are some couches along the wall. There's an old disused microwave. It smells a little bit. There's a door that leads under the stage to potentially where there might be a trap or a trap door, sorry. (laughs) It's a trap. (laughs) And potentially some other equipment that's there. Thank you, Golgari. So what are you looking for particularly, everybody? I'm looking for anybody living Uh who is possibly hiding in the theater and hiding from us as well. Do you think that there would be anyone here in the green room? It's, it's an explanation as to why things are moving around. Right. That's true. I'm going to check the couches and see if any of them feel a bit warm. Ah, okay, like cool. Seats. Peter starts opening closets uh, in the green room, just very gently. Hello. <laughs> <laughs> okay. <laughs> Most of the closets are unlocked. There is a small one. It can't be more than a couple of feet high. It would be difficult to have a person in there. It is locked. Um, the lock is relatively old, but you definitely don't you don't have keys to it. This would have been something that maybe the front of house manager might have had, or maybe one of the custodians. I was working my way up. Those offices are here in the building. They're in the basement, in fact, like the office of the front of house manager, etc. Well, I wouldn't want to damage anything in the theater, so I would like to go seek out those keys. Okay. Looks like Peter's starting to leave the green room. I think I can find the keys for this lock. I don't think anyone fits in there. No, but there might be more stuff we can use. Do you think anyone's been sleeping down here? 
To be honest, I don't think anybody else is here. But we're gonna do this to make sure that Karen feels better. Katie. Whatever. Why can't you just remember her name? It's only two syllables. It's the same syllables as Karen. <laughs> Maybe that's why it's confusing. Katie. Katie. Okay, next room. Um, so as you, yeah, as you guys venture down the hall, as I mentioned before, the walls of the hallway, and this is an absolutely true fact, are like a blood red color. It's it's quite disconcerting down there. Um, And as I mentioned, it's actually a relatively small space. It's quite claustrophobic. There's doors on either side leading me to, or leading you, that lead to newer uh, dressing rooms. Further down the hallway, there's the older dressing rooms, as well as the office of the front of house manager. Further on, of course, the set, building, construction workshop, prop shop, costume storage, etc. Peter points down the hall. Um, Can we check the office first? Sure. (laughs) Tries the door to the office. The office door of the front of house manager has one of those little placards that you like stick a name into. It has the name of the current front of house manager, uh, Gregory Gry. Good name. Uh, Gregory Gry. The door is locked. I'm going to kick open the door. Don't you have keys? Fine. I'll unlock the door. You have keys to this room? I have a ring of keys. What are the keys for? That fact hasn't been established yet. It's correct. Are you asking me to establish this fact then? I'm wondering if anyone wants to know... I'm asking you if you have a key to this office. No. (laughs) Okay. (laughs) Well? No, you can't just knock down the door. You are... We haven't seen the sun. The Apollo is an old building, and we need to preserve it on the other side of all of this. We need to preserve ourselves. I'm kicking open the door. You can make a conflict roll. John, you may roll our full pool of ten dice. If any of them come up a six, that is a success. Uh, I have sixes, but I also have some ones. Oh, I no. have two ones. Two ones. Uh, I'm not going to spend my trade. Okay. Let them go to so trade. please remove two from your pool, guys, and I get two in my pool. Ones are removed from the player pool, and they go to the GMs. They have fewer chances of success success in the future. Of course, John, you have narrative rights here. What happens when you kick down the door? So kick I open. kick open the door, and thankfully, it's uh, just the the deadbolt lock that mm. kind of pops off. It's it's I don't do any serious damage to the building itself. Um, but when I kick the door open, I can see that there are stacks of programs that are waiting on the desk uh, that will probably never be used, um, and there's a uh, there's an old cat that is um, hiding. We, we can see it just dash away as the door gets kicked open, and it's hiding um, just behind the bookcase, a tabby cat. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, it, it looks like it's still relatively well-fed. Sebastian, there you are. the heck is a cat doing here? Sebastian. Well, 
Gregory's cat. Yeah, but I, a cat can't move a stump. Why would Gregory have left his cat here without him? Why is Gregory not here? Sebastian swipes he at you, her. Peter. Sebastian, it's me. You know me. <laughs> Come on, buddy. All right, we have another mouth to feed. <laughs> the cat moves towards Xander. Um, its tail knocks over a stack of the programs that are sort of like <sighs> precariously balanced. Dang it. I'm going to try to pick up the programs. Peter goes to help. Okay, where are the keys? Uh, Peter goes to the drawer of the desk where um, the, uh, the keys would be kept. The keys would normally be kept in the desk drawer, that's right. Um, Xander, the top program is for, as you said, the upcoming production of Raisin in the Sun, which will not be happening. Cancelled until further notice due to Apocalypse. Under that is also a program for Raisin in the Sun. Under that is a program for Hamlet, produced by Xander Silverson. Just the one, though. At least in this pile. Yeah. Is there a chance we would see that program, too? I don't know. Is there, Peter? I don't know. Is there? Do you want to make a conflict roll? <laughs> yes. Actually? <laughs> yes. All right. Okay. Yes. I, I think this is an interesting... I think this is interesting. So, so I will also count this towards your success in look, uh, finding what you're looking for in the desk drawers. Okay. All ones. Okay, that's two sixes oh, I'm sorry. I also have to and roll, I? a one. <laughs> okay, you rolled more sixes than I did, so you get to retain narrative control here. And are you gonna? You're just gonna lose the one. Yeah, I'm cool. gonna lose the one. So you're down to seven dice. Uh, so, um, Peter notices a second uh, Hamlet program that mm -hmm. remained on the ground that wasn't picked up by Xander. Um, as he's going to open the drawer, he picks it up, kind of looks at it as he opens the drawer, which thankfully is not locked, uh, and the ring of keys is still there. This was from your show. Yeah. I'm sorry. Hey, if uh, my show never goes up, and that's the worst thing that happens to us today, then let's count ourselves lucky. Look, we can plan. We can plan productions once we get to the bottom of this. Let's open that. Let's open some doors, shall we? Right. Um, Tucks the program into his pocket. Yeah. Where are you headed to next? Um, back to the green room. Okay. To try that, the little door. Great. Uh, are you taking Sebastian the cat? Uh, Sebastian's gonna scratch my face off. Mm -hmm. But maybe I'll close the door after us so that he stays in there so I can bring him food later. Okay. So as near as you can tell... Actually, no, I'll let him out. Okay. Yeah. I'll leave the okay. door open. The he door remains open. Out. Sebastian does not make a move towards the door until you're well out of the room, at which point you think you see the cat dart out down the hall in the other direction, but, I mean, it seems like a who cares kind of situation. Yeah. You're headed back to the green room. I just want to check in, and I just want to know if Tiff's waiting with Katie and Tomas or doing anything else? I, I, in this surrounding area, there's like a lobby area? 
Yes, that's right. Out beyond the doors of the theater, there's the main lobby, which would lead to the front doors of the building as well. Okay. Tiff is going to, like, cautiously peer into the lobby, like, from the door frame of the theater. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, now, is there, like, anything we can see? Are there windows, like, in the main lobby at all? Or what does that look like? So the facade itself is stone. Okay. The doors have... Windows. <laughs> the, the hills have eyes. The doors have windows in them, but they're currently blocked out. Okay. Somebody put cardboard or something right. over them. Maybe just old disused programs. Okay. So no, you can't currently see out. Okay. Uh, so if the lobby looks empty. There's a bar on one side. Um, to your right, although you can't see past the door that you're like peeking around, but you know that the there's like washrooms over there and the box office as well. Great. She's gonna go into the bar. Okay start pouring herself a drink. Fantastic. Um, there's a couple of options. Uh, the drinks are mostly, st- weirdly enough, mostly still intact from before this. Uh, I imagine, actually, I'm just going to ask, has anyone around the table like definitely had a drink from the bar? I imagine most people probably had some, but I'm just curious. Yeah, Annabelle did, Sander did. Peter did not. Peter did not. No. Not at all? No, it's a theater's property. But he's, a, is he, he's not a teetotaler. He just didn't have a drink. He didn't have a drink. There's some Grey Goose vodka left. There's various scotches. There is a fridge in which there's probably beers and wines uh, and, like, ice, but it's currently locked again as well. The fridge is locked? Yeah. Isn't that annoying? It honestly looks like a... I mean, you're pretty... You're pretty tough, Tiff. Yeah. Tough so Tiff. Tiff is going to try to break open the fridge. Yeah. What are you looking for in the fridge? She wants some ice wine. Ice wine! <laughs> ah, yes. All right, okay. Um, why don't you go ahead and roll me a conflict, Tiff? This is to see if you could pop the door off its hinges here. So I got one, one, and one, six. That's still more sixes than I did. So if you want to keep this roll, that's one fewer dice for you, the players. Uh, you get oh. to narrate how this goes. Actually. Yeah. Can I burn a trait to keep the die? You get to re-roll the one. If it's you have to you have to burn your trait. <laughs> okay, so Do I'm it. just gonna I'm gonna let you know if you burn your trait to re-roll your one die, there's a potential that it won't be a one again, and you'll keep it. You have to work this trait into your scene somehow. I think that'll be easy to do. <laughs> okay. The one so, that I'm burning. Yes, yeah, so what are you burning there, Tiff? I'm burning narcissistic. Okay, awesome. Oh my god, yes. Incredible. Thank you. Look at it go. That's so cool. Look at it Hi, go. Hi, Bambooie. Whoa. Oh my god. So... And I'm so so dropped it. Yeah. Thank you. Self-extinguish. So Tiff, uh, well, I'm not going to narrate how it goes, but Tiff has burned her trait, her narcissistic vice, Mm -hmm. in order to re-roll that one. Actually, so I'll have you re-roll it right away. Okay. It's a four. Great. So you guys retain a die in your pool. So we're back to seven? Yes. What happens? Uh, So Tiff breaks open the fridge. Yeah. Um, in fact, the, can the door come straight off? Straight off, no problem. She's just going to, like, <laughs> rip it straight off and, like, throw it okay. on the ground. Um, 
grab a bottle of ice wine. You hear Tomas go, what's that? <laughs> Katie's like, is everything okay out there, Tiff? Yeah, everything's great. Everything's great. Uh, and she's going to pour herself a, a glass of ice wine. So the power to these fridges has actually been out for a while. However, probably just because of the copious amounts of ice that are being stored in there, everything's still quite cold. Mm -hmm. The bottle that you're handling is actually, like, frankly chilled to the touch. It's a miracle. So you're pouring out a glass of ice wine for yourself. And then she wants to go back into the theater um, and and say to Tomas and, and Katie, come, we're gonna do some yoga right now. Katie is actually sitting on the stump, um, and she looks up, and she's surprised, but not not displeased. Tomas grabs the base of the ghost light, and he goes, I don't know how I feel about that. It'll be great, Tomas, I promise you. You're Wh- going to love it. I give great yoga classes, and it's been a while, so this is going to be a good time. What What is yoga? He asks you. Like, pleading, Lee. Series of stretches and breathing exercises. Oh, oh, okay. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, it's very peaceful, very calming. Can you do me a favor? Can you just roll me one die, Jess? Yeah. A six. Fantastic. <laughs> you notice as he he he, abs- he lets go. You seem to have calmed him right down. He's like, oh, a series of stretches. Okay, I can't believe I've never you definitely notice him look all like not neck up but he looks all the way up 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 into the flies and into the rafters and he's like looking up there for a moment and he locks eyes with you again he goes let's go oh my god okay you're gonna be leading a yoga class yes fantastic we're gonna return to that yoga class in just a moment (laughs) how are things downstairs in the green room i don't know uh uh, (laughs) peter's walking with the keys um He's never been in charge of this ring of keys before, so he's okay. trying to, like, not let his excitement show, but, like, he's sort of pretending he's front of house manager for a second. And uh, he, he's, he marches up to the smaller uh, door. The, it's like the small cupboard, right? The small cupboard, yeah. And tries to judge based on the, the lock and the ring of keys which one might fit the best and starts trying them. Um... As I mentioned before, there's sort of newer dressing rooms on either side of the hallway as you're walking down. Are you... I'd like to try the one closest to the green room. Xander, I want to point out, um, it must have slipped out of somebody's pocket. A copy of the Hamlet program produced by Xander Silverson is on the ground. It just must have just slipped under the other green room door, not the one that you've just opened. Forget it. It's not worth anything now. It's more important that we help ourselves. Gonna flick on... Oh, there's no fucking light. <laughs> you go to flick Have on the it. light and go, fuck. <laughs> yeah. Lights, you failed me again. <laughs> Boom. Into the dressing room. The darkness swallows up the sound. It's not... I mean, frankly, it's not... The only light down here really is from your flashlight, Peter, and, and yours, mm-hmm. Annabelle. You don't really have many other sources of light down here, frankly, mm-hmm. if any. 
there's a bit of residual kind of, <laughs> some of the ghost light is like seeping down the stairs, but only really into the green room. It doesn't mm -hmm. really push back the darkness that much in here. Uh, then I'm gonna flash the light along the mirrors to try to bounce a bit more light into the room. Mm -hmm. Anything that looks like blanket pillows, any sort of bed type arrangement. Let's roll. Let's see what you discover. Two ones, two sixes. Folks. Okay, so you, that's definitely more sixes than I've rolled. I'm not going to spend a trade. Okay, so we're going to lose two more from your five dice total. Yep. Lose two more from your okay. pool. Uh, you've retained the narrative rights. So as the light bounces off the mirror, what do you see in the room? Um, there aren't any pillows or blankets, but there is. Um, what looks like a sandwich that's got, that's been like partially eaten, um, and it's made out of the bread and peanut butter that we've been using as part of our rations. Um, and it's not wrapped up, so I go over to check it, and it's not stale. Mm -mm. If anything, it's like quite fresh. Someone's been eating down here. Your reflection in the dusty mirror in front of you says that as well, obviously. There's a picture, it like, like a photograph. It must be of one of the people who used to perform here. It's, um, it's a very young, very, uh, <laughs> it's a very attractive man. It's a very young man. He's got like a little pencil mustache. He's grinning. He's holding a sandwich, much like the one in front of you. It's the the photograph is like at least forty years old. I'm just saying. Fucking creepy. I'm gonna like take it off the wall and like lay it face down on the <laughs> on the counter. Absolutely fair. Your reflection does the same, obviously. Jesus. I like how you're specifying <laughs> that. It's so creepy um, that he does that. Uh, so you called out. Uh, you yeah, guys heard yeah. this. Uh, a sort of a, well, not a yeah. small voice per se, but it, <laughs> a somewhat distant voice calls out the. Someone's been eating down here. Uh, Open the door. <laughs> so you, you appear to be fumbling horrifically with the keys. I'm still trying every key on the ring that looks like it could fit this lock. <laughs> okay. There's, there's a sound of scratching coming from inside. Jesus Christ. Uh, Sorry, I, that sounds like a... Single scratch that comes from inside. Hello. <clears throat> Hello. <laughs> <laughs> We're not here to hurt you. Scratch twice if you understand me. There's no sound. <sighs> I'm. I'm gonna rip the door open. No, no. I, I've your got keys the key. don't work. Something is inside there. We're gonna find out what it is. Uh, I'm through with treating this building more important than the people inside it. Peter, do you want to do anything to stop this action? No, I'm too scared of the scratch. Fantastic, Sander. Yes, let's roll. Uh, two sixes, no ones. I'm so nice. bad. I I rolled none. So John, you retain narrative rights over what happens after you 
rip this. It's a small cupboard. It's about two feet tall, right? Inside, mm -hmm. there's a um, there's a safe, and the safe has opened or been opened, and the scratch was the door swinging against the. Uh, swinging against the door that I just ripped open because as we step on the boards, the safe is shifting a bit, which mm. is causing the door to move. Inside the safe are two loaded pistols. And that's it? Inside the safe? Two loaded pistols, no ammunition, other than what's already what's inside loaded? the pistols themselves. Right. Um, they're wrapped in red velvet. These. Hold on. Like, yeah, I have lots of questions. This is great. Are you, are you afraid of guns? Are you not afraid Why are of there guns? I'd rather have a gun right now. Annabelle. These aren't our... Like, I oh. just walked oh, in eating the, eating the sandwich. Jesus Christ. These aren't yeah. our... All right, folks. Treat every gun like a loaded gun. I'm going to set that the sandwich down on the counter. Do not point it at anyone. Do not touch it. Assume that every gun is lo is loaded. It is loaded. See, and I show that the pistol is loaded. <laughs> See, Please unload it. <laughs> we might need these. Please unload the gun. This isn't a stage production anymore. This is a real life situation. There are real live people. We do not need bullets. Do you think that you need to shoot me? You can unload it and put the fucking bullets in your pocket. This is weapon safety. As the technical director of this theater, I am apparently the most responsible person for this venue at this time. I will lose my my weapons license. Oh, your weapons license. And I'm gonna, but even as I yeah. say it, I'm pulling out the, the bullets and popping them off into my hand and stuffing them into my pocket. Okay, there I, were six? Probably. It depends on the uh, if they're yeah. pistols. They're not revolvers. No, that's true, right? So they would. So probably we'll say ten. ten. Then I want one of the guns unloaded. No one should have the bullets Do you and have the gun. Oh. Then what good is the gun? No one should have both. It means we have to be in agreement before something drastic happens. Or it means that when something bad happens, we don't have a gun. What bad is going to happen? Oh, am I the only person who noticed that the sun hasn't risen? That all of our cell phones are out? That we can't even leave the theater? And do you really think that two measly little pistols are going to fix that? I think that they're better than no measly pistols. But I'll give you the gun. And I hand Peter one of the guns. And it's the it's unloaded, right? Yeah, it's okay. unloaded. What about I've the unloaded other? the other one. Okay. I put all the bullets in my pocket. Fine, then I'll take the other gun. Oh. If you've got all the bullets. Uh, are you you're reaching out to take yeah. it, Xander? If I'm giving up these guns, I'm giving people bullets. The guns are useless without the bullets. No, it means we stick together. Whoever's on watch, we keep two people on watch. One person has the bullets, the other person has the gun. It's going to be interesting later. <laughs> Paranoid. I hand the gun over. Okay. Says the guy who wanted to keep a fully. So you now have one gun unloaded? Yeah. One gun unloaded one. and 20 bullets in your pockets. They make a pleasant jingling sound. So you're giving around. another 10 of these. You're going to split up the bullets among the other people. 
Yep. Good. So I'm gonna head back into the 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 main stage yep. to hand bullets to yoga class. Yeah. Well, okay. So yeah, as you head back up, in fact, the ghost light is on, but unattended. Um, I don't know if you hear anything from out in the lobby. One of the doors is propped open to the lobby slightly. I'm gonna investigate the door. Okay. Uh, down in the basement, I I turn to Annabelle just really quickly. What do you mean someone was eating down here? This. Yeah, I missed that. It's fresh. <laughs> it's not stale. And it was just sitting open in the dressing room. You came in eating that thing. I'm hungry. <sighs> I like put it down on the green room counter again. Is anything else in there? No. Otherwise, normal, everyday kind of filthy dressing room. It's not filthy. <laughs> I assume you haven't been eating peanut butter sandwiches in dressing room A? I miss dressing room A a lot, but I have not been eating peanut butter sandwiches in dressing room A, no. Far off down the hall, you hear Sebastian. I mean, sorry, you hear a pretty (laughs) horrific howling noise, but it's probably Sebastian because you know, you in particular, Peter, you know the sounds that cats make. I do. This cat in particular. It, I mean, it's it's a long kind of whining, howling sound, and then it stops. I should go make sure Sebastian's okay. Yep. Let's go. Fuck Sebastian. Where the hell is Tiff? (laughs) So we're gonna, you guys are heading maybe to investigate Sebastian. Yeah, so the stage is empty, save for the stump, in its approximate location where it was before. I mean, you didn't measure. Remnants of reason in the sun? There are set pieces, indeed. There's, um... I mean, there's a few scattered kind of like uh, fence, picket fence kind of pieces on the stage. You know that in the, f- you guys took a, um, <laughs> Annabelle probably led you around with Peter and like gave you a tour just to make sure you all knew. In the flies, there's um, a front sort of piece of the house that can fly in and out. No, I'm, I'm investigating to find out where, where Tiff is. I'm gonna look at that door that's, uh, that's ajar. Yep, the door leads out to the lobby. Um, you pass by Road J, which you remember is where Tomas like said he saw somebody, but yeah. whatever, because he thought he said he said like on the other side. But there's a another program for Hamlet there. It's stuffed in the seat. All right, no, that's that shouldn't be there. These programs were just in the office, so I'm going to see if I can figure out where that program came from. Okay. I guess you want to maybe take a look around and see, I don't know, are there any others? Perhaps there's evidence of where it might yeah, have come I'm, from? I'm just searching around to see if I can find out where the program came Let's from. make a conflict roll, John. I fail. Mm-hmm. I got two sixes, which would mean I would retain narrative rights over this. Do you want to do anything about this? I'm going to burn a candle to maintain narrative rights. Fantastic. So John is purposefully extinguishing a candle, which will end the scene. Yeah. That's nice. However, before we end the scene, we will, of course, allow you to tell us what's happening. I find Tomas with a stack of the programs. Um, He's broken away from the yoga class. Uh, I find him the orchestra pit and 
he won't talk, but he's holding the programs. I can't get him to say anything. Okay. So first things. Oh, are we? Can I'm just you, running to the washroom. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, no, it's good. We'll take a we'll take a quick pause at this moment. Oh no. Around <laughs> Lillian, I'll ask everybody to reset their pool. It should be at nine now, because we've entered a new scene, which gives me one. Hi, everybody out there in Chatland. I'm not Hi, normally Chad. a lot more focused on you guys. Stuff's happening. Yeah. Water. Yeah. Impromptu Anyone break. I'm good, thank you. I'm good, no, I'm thank, okay, you. thank you. How are we doing? Ooh, boy. We're going to roll these scenes pretty fast here. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> I agree with Aragorn. We probably should have... Uh, Bet. Yeah, put down a bet on who would have extinguished one first. I mean, who's the most, like, gung-ho about trying things, right? <laughs> yeah, so it was like, oh, it's that time. We haven't extinguished a candle yet. Yeah, I know. The <laughs> thing is, they're going to start to go a bit faster. Yeah, especially well, as there are less and less dice, things will go faster and faster. Mm -hmm. Yeah. That's uh exponential curves kind of deal. What we are going to be doing edge. next, my dear chat, when we're all back seated around, before we move into the next scene, we enter a very special, very exciting phase called Establishing Truths, <laughs> called, oh my god, I don't know, um, in which we are going to take turns establishing things that are true about the world in which we live. Uh, GuruBench asks if a candle automatically gets extinguished if the players run out of dice. Uh, if they fail a conflict, GuruBench. So no sixes on a roll and no way to, or no way to re-roll one. Are we back? Yes. So, you know what we're doing? These things are true. The world is dark. We can hear a pounding on the door every 30 minutes outside the theater. Someone has been... Someone ate a sandwich in dressing room A. Tomas is perfectly silent even when he opens and closes his mouth. There's something not right just above the ghost light. Sebastian must have seen something terrifying because he's cuddling up to us like a life jacket. Xander doesn't have the bullets anymore. There's a rattling coming from the ventilation system. Pounding on the door every 30 minutes is rhythmic and hollow. Tips oh. yoga classes. Oh. Oh. oh, hang on, sorry. <laughs> and, and we, we are, are alive. alive. Sorry, that was The bad. last truth is always. No, yeah, it's okay. I personally was I very excited to hear about this class. <laughs> we'll never know. Just to recap those, so I'm, I'm sure that I know. There's a pounding on the door every 30 minutes. There was a sandwich eaten. Tomas is completely silent. Uh, the bullets are no longer with um, 
Xander here. Uh, the cat is cuddling up to you. It seems quite traumatized. Seems quite traumatized. There's something strange just above the ghost light. And I missed one. Rattling in the ventilation. Rattling in the ventilation. Okay. So, when we left you, you were with Tomas, you two were downstairs, and you were in the lobby. Yeah, it's a new scene, though, right? But exactly, so where have we regrouped? So I've, I've called everybody into the main lobby. Great. Because, or not the lobby, the, the main stage, mm-hmm. uh, because Tomas isn't talking anymore. Mm-hmm. Does he look distressed? He... Like he doesn't understand why he's making noise, or is he being deliberately silent? No, he's opening and closing his mouth as if he's trying to force out sound, but he can't. He doesn't look overly distressed so much as he looks far away, if that makes any sense. He's been trying to creep us out by hiding my programs everywhere. Why would he do that? I don't know, because he isn't talking anymore. Tomas clutches the programs to him and just kind of sits down in the orchestra pit and leans up against the wall. Can I take those from you? I try to take them from Tomas. I need you to make a conflict roll, please. Classic me. Ooh, that's three ones. You do succeed. Two sixes, three ones. Okay, that's more than me, so you would retain narrative control here. Do you want to try to find a way to... I think I'm going to try to continue to be helpful. So... We're going to burn the trait here. You get to re-roll your three ones after this, of course. John, can I just confirm you have your moment active? that's running quite quickly. (laughs) Oh, you do not? Okay, that's something else on top. Oh, I was looking at your concept. That's what it was. That's your virtue on top. Uh, However, Kate's moment's active. Kate's moment is now active. Uh, I just need to re-roll these three ones. When your assistance is appreciated. Yeah, re-roll those three ones. Yeah. Uh, no, nothing new, no, no ones though, so Kay. there are no ones. Great, so you guys haven't lost any dice from your pool, you're still at nine, which is fantastico, says me. Tomas lets them slip from his hands. He puts up a brief, oh, I'm, I'm so sorry, you get to narrate oh, this. Oh, yeah, right, right, right. <laughs> yeah, whatever, yeah. Scott, go ahead. Um, yeah. uh, it was helpful, Roger. Yeah, so. Please work that into the scene. Yeah. Um, Annabelle's going to take the programs and gently sit them down mm-hmm. um, and try to take Tomas's hands that were holding the programs, if possible. Mm-hmm. Um, and it seems to calm him slightly, mm-hmm. not that he was that upset. I know, I just want a conflict roll, so I should do more with it. But yeah. Yeah, I get the programs That's out of his hands. You, he doesn't seem to have resisted. I'm yeah. going to take the programs uh-huh. and just stack them and put them on the stage. They all have, uh, you know, the poster that I believe you helped design, Xander, uh, which is... I fancy myself a graphic designer. Is it good? No. <laughs> <laughs> um, I don't want to describe it for you. I have some ideas, but I'd love to hear what your thoughts are, Xander. I, maybe it's post-traumatic stress. Maybe he, and we're all freaked out by those sounds. 
I, I think it's going to be okay, but at the same time, I, I think what we need to do is we need to start barricading the doors more than we already have. We have to set up ways to make sure that we can slow down whatever's trying to get in. I can get some chain from the rigging storage. We could go to the prop shop and see if there's anything heavy and drag it in front of the doors. Yep. Um, I'll come with you. Okay. The thing that is quite new, but that you all know is true, is that, that there is a sound coming from the front doors of the theater. It is a very loud, very hollow, but very rhythmic banging. It doesn't, if it's a, if a person is making it, they must be using something quite large, because it really is like, dang, dang, you know what I mean? It sounds Why almost like a bell. Why can't you open the doors? That's a really good question. Why can't you open the doors? I'm going to open the door. Okay. Why would you open the door? Because, well, one of the things is, for some reason, we haven't left the theater in days. Why not? Why haven't we opened the door to see what's going on outside? Katie turns to you. To, because they're out there. Because if things were safe, I think we'd know. Someone would have told yeah, us. Yeah, someone would have come to rescue us. Exactly. Exactly. Peter's right. That things someone were okay. definitely would have come to rescue us. We yeah, Tiff's right. We, we don't even have a radio to listen to to find that information. I want to see what's out there. Sandra, I think that's a really bad idea. We know that the pounding only happens every half hour. What if we open the door 15 minutes after one of those poundings? Just to see what's out there. Okay, with a peek, and we find a way to section off that whatever door we're opening from anywhere else, so that if whatever they are gets in. Look, there are doors. That. There are doors between the lobby and, and the outside, right? So we basically barricade someone into between the doors. Let them check. Because... Tomas all of a sudden just kind of like starts and then he just like leans back against the wall. He opens his mouth and the hiss of static comes out before he closes his mouth again. Tomas, are you okay? He looks at you, and then he looks up back towards the ghost light. He's not okay. What do you see there? Well, Peter, in fact, what you see, and you can feel Sebastian's claws kind of like into your arm a little bit. It's as if the... You saw the program. Mm -hmm. It's as if the image from the Hamlet program is being projected, but it's sort of floating just above the ghost light. Um... It's, it's odd, like it might just be a trick of the light or it might be a projection from the back of the theater or something. That's what he's looking at. Xander, do you see that? Pointing to the ghost light. Do I? No, I don't see anything. Annabelle, can you help me with this? Let's, let's go check the door. Okay. There's one thing before you go. I noticed uh, Tomas staring above the ghost light. Yeah, I mean, Tomas is making static sounds. I don't. Uh, right. Watch him. Would it be good to check? <laughs> I mean, there's light. There's air above it. I want to like wave my hand above the ghost light. You get a sensation of pins and needles 
as you put your hand over it, but it, it's really temporary. It's quite fleeting and it's quite strong, but it's very temporary as you pass your hand over the ghost light. It's quite strong. It like um pins and needles, but it's like a right, it's like a numbing, but mm-hmm. that sort of your nerves are like on fire a little bit. It's not painful per se. It takes a moment for the sensation to come back into your hand, Annabelle. I'm going to the prop shop. <clears throat> um <laughs> this cat. I'm going to the prop shop. I'm taking Sebastian. Okay, I can't explain that. Um, I'd like to take my flashlight off and hold it above. Your flashlight turns on? Like, the light comes on, but you haven't turned it on. No, exactly. Yeah. Cool, we've got some sort of cool-ass Tesla field. I don't know what they're properly called. The thing with the light bulbs in the field, and they all turned on. Fucking electrical magic. Maybe it'll mean the light will stay on forever. Okay. Yep, yep, let's see if we can get out of here. Um, yeah, so, uh, I mean, it's theoretically safe. Tomas is standing. All of, all of a sudden, he is standing and he's staring where you were looking, but he hasn't, he hasn't moved since. He's just, that's where he's Katie fixed around? his gaze. Hmm? Is Katie around? No, actually. Where's Katie? Katie? Well, was she not at the meeting? She was. Katie? You heard, your voice comes back to you from the balcony. We have to go look for her. Okay, do we split up? That seems like a bad idea at this point. I think we should go together. Uh, Peter's... With Tomas? <laughs> making his way towards the door. Yeah, Tomas, come on. He kind of tries to roll his head towards you, but he can't. Um, he opens his mouth again and a bit of static sound comes out. It's not him making, like, I want to be really clear, it doesn't sound like he could make this noise mm-hmm. if he tried, unless it's a really sweet party trick, they which is possible. Maybe leave Tomas. I don't know about that. As creepy as Tomas is, I think the idea of leaving Tomas and coming back to Tomas being worse or something <laughs> else is way <laughs> scarier. <laughs> I'm going to try to take Tomas's hand. Yeah. He'll try to lead him. He, he walks, he moves with you. Have you, have you changed your mind, Xander? Well, now somebody's missing. Of course, I've changed my mind. Katie! And, uh, and Peter starts heading. Uh, did we hear anyone going down the stairs? Did we hear any noises? No, the stairs leading down to the green room are actually like, when there isn't a show on, they're like relatively clanky. Yeah. So you would probably, probably have heard someone going down there. I don't think she's downstairs. Shall we try the lobby? Yeah. Yeah, maybe she just went back into the lobby. You know, while we're in there, we can look outside to see if she left first. Check the doors. We don't have any weapons. Yes, we do. Just because you don't want to keep them loaded. So you would feel, okay, we can open the door, but I think that one of these should be loaded just in case someone tries to run in. Yes, if we're going to open the door, yes, we would load again. So, Xander? So this is the first tiff you're hearing of guns and bullets? As far as you know, they're No, because yeah. I distributed the bullets. That's right, yes. You okay, re- I'm right. so sorry, because you said you were going to. Thank you. Okay, I wasn't sure if that meant that the bullets There's vanished. some in your pocket. I put the bullets in your pocket. 
give me bullets? Yes. Have you ever fired a gun before? No, I have not. Okay, I should then, not be the one. No. <laughs> I should not Annabelle, be you one. can hold a gun. You said that you had weapons. Yes. License training. Tiff is going to give you the bullets. Which she has. I'm going to pass you Thomas's hand. <laughs> Thomas's hand. It's so great. as cold as the ice wine was. It's like unner it's like not clammy though. Do you know what I mean? It's unnerving. Okay. He is She's gonna like looking towards the light. Move from his hand to his sleeve. Feels like a sleeve. <laughs> <laughs> That's a sleeve. Alright. I'm gonna need you to make sure that the doors stay closed and to cover me. Yes. Can you see? Are there windows? Yeah, there must be windows. I mean there's the front. But they've been papered over. That's right. So there's windows in the doors themselves, but they've been papered over. Okay, so I'm gonna step out to the lo- to like the outside, like between the lobby yeah. and the door, that little like yeah. antechamber. I'm gonna step into there. The doors have been kind of blocked up with, like I said, kind of cardboard and paper. There's relatively thick chain around the doorknobs, but like. If I'm being honest, Xander, they actually don't look like they keep anyone out. They've just been wrapped around the handles, but, like, not secured to anything. Okay, I'm going to open the door, and I'm going to look out and see if there's anybody there, and I'm going to shout out Karen's name. Katie. I I probably shout out Karen before somebody corrects me. Oh, I thought you were listing your plan. (laughs) <laughs> okay. Is that you were telling No, I'm, that's, I'm saying what you're I'm just, doing. You're saying what you're doing. Okay, I just want to make sure I know where everybody's at. You've got Tomas. Tiff wants to, uh, um, with one hand, pick up the fridge door that she like threw off. Okay, so you've got a Tomas in one hand and a fridge door in the other. <laughs> yeah. What are, you, what are you doing with the fridge door? She wants to use it as a temporary shield. Fantastic. <laughs> okay. And to hide behind. What are you doing? So you, don't have a, you don't have any... I You're actually not planning on firing still again. have my gun and my bullets, apparently. Yes, yes that's correct. Um, but I haven't loaded them. Uh, I've I've put Sebastian down mm-hmm. very gently and uh, picked up one of the usher chairs, getting ready to wedge that under the door uh-huh. in case the worst happens and we need to barricade ourselves in, whoever's in the theater. I was going to say the worst being if someone was perhaps left outside. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. Okay. Just checking. Yep. Uh, and I think, Annabelle, you were... I'm loading my gun, uh, making sure the safety is on, loading the gun. You're ready to cover him. Okay. So the lobby, I just want to point out, yeah, so um, Xander's in a bit of an antechamber with these doors. Uh, the lobby's quite wide, so on one side there's Tiff and Tomas, who is like... <laughs> Tomas is... I, just for the record, he is facing fully away from the front door. He's looking back, like he's stuck kind of looking back towards okay. the theater. Um, Peter, with Kat. Hello. Mm-hmm. Got a, got your what, a chair? chair, yeah. And <laughs> Annabelle with gun. All right. Xander, the conflict is to, I just, the conflict is to steal yourself, unwind the chain, and open the doors out into the street. Yep. Let's roll it. You got a lot of dice, buddy. Ooh. I feel pretty good about it. Still have nine dice. Should have made some more conflicts before you got to this point. Yes. I have four sixes. Amazing. And I have a single one. I forget to take it. Yeah, I think we'll lose the one. 
Okay, so we're, you're down to eight dice in your pool. Yep. John, you retain narrative rights as you, the doors open outwards. I'll just say that. Okay, so I push open the door and it's freezing cold outside. Um, and I, I can't see very far at all because no street lights are on. There's no moon, no stars, no nothing. And I shout out, Karen! <laughs> it's Katie! Uh, and I, I dare to take three steps outside. What are you doing? And I just, I peer into the darkness. And I see that Karen, hmm. sorry, Katie, <laughs> is huddled outside. She's in a bush um, that sort of lines the outside of, of the, the sort of the small green space outside the theater. Uh, she has scratches all over her face, um, and her fingernails are red. She looks up towards you, but not at you. Sander, get back. I'm going to go get her. She's there? Yeah. Yeah, she's there. Katie's there. She starts opening and closing her mouth frantically, but if she's saying anything to you, you absolutely can't hear her. i got to go out and get her. Yeah? Yeah. Okay. Um, He's so generous. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so you're going it's, to... It's, it's not far. Yeah, but you're so going out. My, what I'm doing is I'm going to go out. I'm yeah. going to lift her up into my arms because I spent an awful lot of time at the axe throwing place. Oh, sure. So sure. I'm, I'm you're pretty buff of, yeah, in I'm one arm. <laughs> and I'm going to pull her. Uh, I'm going to lift her and I'm going to walk her back into the theater. Great. So, I imagine there's some flashlight from inside the theater. So it's not likely that you would get turned around in the dark. You're only going a few steps. Yeah, I'm, I'm hoping that some of they, they all turn the lights off as soon as I yeah, walk yeah. out. I'm like, what? It's like I've locked the doors on you. John, <laughs> let's make a conflict roll on that, yeah. please. Oh my god. Oh boy. Okay, three ones, I'm so, so that's, that card's getting burned. I have one six, Okay. but I am going to burn my generous. Great. <laughs> Okay. Uh, my moment is now active. Oh, thank you. So as I step outside, um, my heart's racing. Mm -hmm. Feel free to re-roll your ones as well. Oh, yeah, just just while you're... I while should you're probably here. do the Just in case. Just do. in case they're all ones uh, again. One of them is still a one. Okay, so you lose one more die from your pool. One. Please. Heart is racing stepping outside um, shivering because of the cold and as I reach down and I start to, to try to scoop Katie into my arms uh, there's another rustling in the bush and I have at this point a moment where I could just turn around and race back into the theater because it's clear that Katie's not the one making the rustling. Mm -hmm. But I bite my lip and I run forward and I just pull her up into my arms and I turn around 
and I do my very best to just make reassuring noises, just calming, soothing, shh, it's okay, it's okay, as I run into, or not run, as I speed walk <laughs> yeah. back into the theater, um, and I make sure to pass her through the doors first before I close the doors uh, to the lobby behind who, me. Who is there to receive Annabelle? Uh, if if Animal. I right there. Uh, who's there to receive Katie? I as mean, soon as Katie. I hear that she's out there, I run towards the front doors to help bring her in. How's your trigger finger? Your safety's on, actually. You're right. Yeah. How is your trigger finger, though? Probably <laughs> not great. You know, she's done like you know standard weapons training, but she ain't no, you know. The, I just yeah. The darkness is very thick, and you know Xander. Poked his head out, stepped out. You said, don't go. Yeah. He went. He said, I see her, or yeah. I'm going to get her. Yeah. And in fact, what you see, it's not, a, it's not like a materializing. It's almost as if the darkness is a curtain, and he's just literally sort of somehow swept through it. He li- literally appears holding Katie. Katie, Katie's eyes are open. That's good. She... Her face is covered in long scratches. Her nails are bloodied um, and jagged. She looks almost as if she's aged. Um, it's it's hard to describe because she always seemed to have sort of an old soul, but she doesn't... If you had to put an age on this person, you would say maybe 35. Um, but Xander returns with Katie. I run up to, to help carry her. <sighs> oh, fiddlesticks. <laughs> the cold is still leaking in, but you're going to close the door, right, Xander? Yeah. yeah. I, I'm going to close the door, and I'm going to try to do a better job Just wrapping the chain around the door. Okay. How do you want to do that? Annabelle, can you help? I, I, my fingers are too stiff. Yeah, 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 yeah. While they're doing that, I'm gonna carry Katie back into the theater and, and seat her down on one of the theater seats. Okay. The theater seats are the classic fold-down yeah. style, but they're not wooden, you know. I don't know why that was important to say. Mm-hmm. They're not made of wood. Uh, she sits. She is looking kind of towards you. Is and she, she looking at the light? No. Oh, okay. No, she's <laughs> looking in your direction, but not in your eyes. She said, w- w- who, who are you? What? It's Peter. Peter. She gets yeah. up and stumbles back. No, Katie, Katie, it's okay. I'm a friend. You're, you're okay. You're safe now. How could I be safe if you're here? What do you mean? I watched you die, Peter. She clasps her hand over her mouth and sits down. Katie, I didn't die. I'm here. I'm, I'm fine. Look, Sebastian's here. Sebastian is there when I just Oh, that'd be so sorry. Oh, (laughs) that'd be so mean. Yeah. The cat is there. The cat looks up towards Katie as Katie turns her head and Sebastian arches his back 
and begins to growl and start to back off a little bit. Oh my god. You're gonna be, we'll get you some food, we'll get you warm, we'll get, we'll get you some water. Would you, would you like some water? She nods her head. And she says, where am I? You're in the, you're in the Apollo, you're in the theater. Where? How did in you... Harlem? Yeah, where else? Where else would it be? Why were you outside? Hey, is that light still on? One on stage, yeah. Is it still on? Yeah, ghost light's still on. <laughs> Optimistically, Peter says yes without. <laughs> Optimistically. <laughs> It, um, Katie, Katie just nods and says, yeah, water, water would be good. I don't really want to leave you by yourself. Sebastian's here, right? Uh, Tiff? Yeah? I'm going to go get some water for Katie. Can you watch her? <laughs> Why am I watching everyone? She's really scared. I'm not a babysitter. Fine. fine. You go get the water by yourself. No, no, no. <laughs> it's fine. I will watch everyone. Come in here, Tomas. She, like, drops the fridge door. Clonk, <laughs> clank. Yeah. Goes and sits with Katie. Skitters off on the ground a little bit. <laughs> I head to the storeroom. The, the what? The, the storeroom. Oh, like, upstairs, set up yeah. The, the studio. So there's two stairwells that kind of lead up um, to the sort of second floor mm, lobby. Which has its own bar, which leads back, which leads to the mezzanine, and then you can continue up to the balcony even further, uh, which is also where the ladder is, like up to the booth, which then has the ladder up further to the catwalk, to the grid, etc. The studio is up there. Yeah. So you're headed up to get water. Yeah, because I assume all of the bars would have been cleaned up out of water. I feel like we wouldn't have left those, but maybe maybe there is water in one of the bars, because there's a lobby bar. I'll just go there. Okay. First, maybe. Yeah. No, there's no water here. No, okay, you did. You enough. guys brought it. Upstairs. I am going up to the, <laughs> so to the studio. Fun. I make my way up with my little flashlight. Okay, I want to come back to you to get into the studio in a moment. Cool. Tiff, you're bringing Tomas into the theater. Okay, mm -hmm. Katie is sitting very quietly. She whips her head up towards you. Um, she goes, "Who? Who's that?" Hey, Katie. <laughs> it's Tiff. Remember we were doing yoga, like. An hour ago. What? She shakes her head and a clump of her hair falls out. She takes straight up like a whole horrified. clump. <laughs> um, okay. Uh, Tomas, come sit down next to Katie. She's gonna like lead Tomas to sit down next to Katie. Katie reaches out and feels Tomas's body and she says, oh. Oh, okay. And takes his hand. They're like ice, Tomas. Yeah, he's very cold. He doesn't say anything. El vampire. He opens his mouth and a brief hiss of static comes out and there's crackling in it now. It, it, honestly, it, he's doing this. It's like a really good party trick. Anything at all? We 
did some yoga, and then I was falling. I fell upwards into the sky, and I continued falling upwards past whatever's covering the sky, whatever's covering the sun and the stars, and I saw all of the heavenly bodies arranged in a perfect straight line leading deeper and deeper into space. And that's when I saw them, and I didn't want to see anymore. And she looks back at you, and she's not, she can't, she can't, she doesn't know where your eyes are. Nothing, she's, she's blind. Her nails are digging into Tomas's arm. Oh. I'm gonna pause this here. <laughs> We're gonna go back to you guys. You're cold. Yeah, just, can you chain the door, please? Okay, yeah, I'm going to do my best to chain the door properly. Let's make a conflict roll yeah. then. Annabelle, you're good at this sort of thing, right? Yeah. Take an extra- I'd no, really appreciate it if you could do this. Ah. <laughs> uh, if, if the appreciation is met, we'll talk about that. Two sixes, only one one, so I'm gonna leave the one to go. I also got two sixes on this roll. <gasps> so you you take narrative control? Unless. <laughs> yeah, I'm gonna say unless. Unless. Oh no, you, you don't you don't you don't have candle. anything to burn, so she could extinguish a candle, couldn't she? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, no. Uh, no, that's not a failure. Yeah. Oh. No, no. You, no, you can you can no, extinguish you a candle whenever well not whenever, but if you want to end the scene. We have so many. The yeah. Yeah, fuck it. Oh, fuck. <laughs> okay, Woo-hoo! okay, yeah! all right. I, I want you to be able to live your moment as well, Annabelle, just FYI, because I, I know it's there, and I know it's active, and I know okay. yours is... Oh, it's still... Oh, that was a reflection. <laughs> Yay! Um, so, so, yes, Annabelle, what happens? Uh, Annabelle manages to chain the door as best she can with what chain there is present. Um, she takes the chair that Peter had brought and also wedges it as effectively as possible um, and then is going to lead Xander to front of house where she knows they have emergency blankets. Hey, he really, really came through. I mean, I managed to not shoot you when you came back. It's a first. I'm surprised. I mean, I guess I've never shot a gun before. Um, I mean, a re- like a real live at a person gun, like fucking shooting range. Anyway, um, so we're going to get you warm and we're going to get back with everyone else because we don't want people wandering off outside like Katie did. End of the scene? It is. Although I appreciate what's happening here, so we may be able to find a way to get this moment taken care of. But Mm. if you... If you don't live your moment, we would extinguish a candle, and that feels really bad. <laughs> if we were, if you know what I mean, if we were to just extinguish another one immediately, it would feel pretty bad. Maybe so we could start the next round separated. Let's compromise. Oh. Why don't Why don't we? Or we say that she succeeded in her moment because he appreciated my. That's my true. Assistance. You need to get a hope die for it. And she gets a hope die. She succeeded. It's true. Role. It's true. And chose to s- chose to darken a candle. And so does that move my moment? It burns your moment. Ooh. Yeah. yeah. Ooh. So, 
Let us do that, and then I will give you one of these fancy hope dice. Can you reach the uh, bowl, Kate? Yeah, I can reach it to burn it. It's just so just everyone in the chat knows kind of what's yeah, happening a little bit. Um, if, you're, if you successfully live your moment and it brings you hope, uh, you get a hope die, which is successful and rolls for a five or a six. Now, I want to be clear, this is yours, not anyone else's, mm -hmm. unfortunately for everyone else. Uh, you have found hope in being appreciated, in being truly appreciated. However, it is the end of the round. Let us establish some truths. We're going to be starting with you, Kate. These things are true. The world is dark. It is extremely cold outside. Katie's nails don't seem to want to come out of Tomas's arm. Uh... <laughs> the sounds from Tomas are starting to sound vaguely like radio. When Peter opened the door to the studio, the stump had been pushed all the way next to the door, and he collided with it when he went through the door. The door that um, the door that Annabelle chained up successfully. Uh, has started to frost over. Okay. The stack of pamphlets has been scattered. And uh, Katie is trying to lead Tomas up to the light. And, and we, we are alive. alive. Let's return let's start upstairs okay. you collided with a stump on your yeah. way in Ugh. it's like a foot and a half wide it's really heavy what I shine my flashlight around the rest of the room you catch a glimpse of I don't know something just zip there's big red drapes all around the room which you guys didn't think you wanted to push, uh, you didn't want to push them out of the way. You didn't want to tie them up. Just given that some behind some of them were windows, so you left them down. Uh, I'm gonna just call out, hello. Oh. A rustling behind the curtain. I'm gonna go towards the curtain. So the stump had collided with you near the door. You hear a scraping behind you. Turn. The, I mean, it's a large tree stump. It may have moved slightly from the doorway. Like it's, it, like it's like how would you know? Okay. There's a rustling behind the crew. <laughs> I'm gonna try. <laughs> I watched Annabelle do it to load my little pistol. Okay, I need you to make a conflict roll to see if you can Excellent. load a pistol. You have, you all have seven dice, I believe. Eight. 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 Oh, eight candles. boy. We gotta go. Yep. Uh, <laughs> I gotta, I gotta do something here. Uh, okay, that's one six and two ones. I also rolled a six. Uh, okay, I'm gonna, uh, burn my optimism. <laughs> please try to, please incorporate your optimism into the scene. If, 
Excellent. You will be able to re-roll your two ones. If you are success, well, you might not lose the ones. And also, if you roll any more sixes, you retain narrative control here. And if you do not, I am going to take it. I rolled a six. Very good. Okay. Uh, and I did roll a one. So okay, so we still you lose good. one from your pool, folks. You're down to seven you. for this scene. Um, okay, so, so you're, you're loading the gun. Yeah, and just <laughs> uh, just to be clear, by burning my optimism, does that mean I am using it one final time in this, or does it mean that this is the moment my optimism died? It, it means that your optimism figures into this scene. I think optimistic is part of who you are. I yeah. don't think it's ever mm-hmm. going to go away. Okay. Let me put it that way. I wish I could cleanse my vices. You can do it. You saw Annabelle do it. She's really cool. You're a fast learner. Yeah, you can... This this is fine. You've... You've seen Cyrano de Bergerac a thousand times. <laughs> Not that there's a pistol. Deal, Not at but all. But let's say in the one he saw there was. Okay, it was set um, in the 1900s. That's right. <laughs> <clears throat> if you're hiding from us and you're friendly, we mean you no harm. And if you're not friendly, you better look out. <laughs> and goes towards the wind, uh, the, the curtain and uh, pulls it aside. It's Sebastian. <gasps> Sebastian. It's hissing at the door behind you. <laughs> The open door, like leading out. Yeah. Come on, we gotta go, buddy. I try to pick up some water. I like unload the gun again and put it into my pocket to try to be able to carry water. Okay. There's one water bottle on this table. This is where you kept all of the water. There were so at least there were at line. least I don't know a few cases before. All right, so in that case, I'm not going to put my gun away. I'm huh. just going to take a bottle of water. I'm going to tuck it under my neck. And like, I got my flashlight, I got my gun, and I got my water bottle. And the cat hopefully follows me. Sebastian, come on. He stops. Like, you hear him sort of hissing. What do you see? You feel a drip on your forehead? <laughs> oh... Are you, lo- are you looking up? Is that yeah, what's happening? But if up. she looks up, the bottle... Look if up. Peter looks up, the bottle's just going to fall. <laughs> it's, it's true. Look up. Thunk. The water bottle rolls out from under Damn your neck it. and hits the floor. It's, 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 fi- it's not. It doesn't disappear. <laughs> yeah. Above you, floating in midair, are five cases of water. The whole... Uh, the, the whole... The bottom of one of them has been punctured, and it is dripping very slowly on you. Uh, I go into... I go into... Um, problem-solving mode, and I jump up on the stump to try to pull them down. Okay. So I climb up on the stump and, and try to The stump is, the in air. fact, just right nearby, which is a bit weird because you're not actually that close to the door. Yeah. To yeah. Okay. Yep. Wait, are, they, is it, are they floating in the air? Yep. Mm-hmm. Oh, my God. Impossible. <laughs> <laughs> oh, okay. I see we have a naysayer here. Um, okay, this is a conflict roll for sure. Mm-hmm. You are attempting to take five or at least some of the water crates that are uh, suspended yeah. in midair. I'm trying to like, like disturb whatever force is holding them and like shove them down towards the ground. Oh, okay. So I'm not trying to hold all of okay. them in my hand, but I'm trying to like like push them downwards. Okay, let's 
let's do it. Let's make a let's make a roll. Immediately, here. five cases of water falling on your head would yeah. probably kill you. Yeah, I'm really yes. glad that didn't hit you in the head there. Okay, that is one six. I rolled two. Did you roll any ones? I did roll a one. Uh, da, 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 da. Let him have it. Campbell. <laughs> oh, shit. Whoa! Okay, all right, okay. Yeah. We'll blend the scene. Yeah, yeah. that's fine. Damn. Yeah, scene, let's go. We're, we're going to come back to you guys, guys, I promise. Whoa. You get a chance to do something Whoa. here. Sorry, guys, I figured we had a bunch. Yeah. So, just to be clear then, we've extinguished a candle. You're going to retain control over what happens here, Liz? Yeah. Before we move into our truths. <laughs> so many of which are like, eh. Um, you, t t tell me what happens. Okay, and so... And six. Seven, sorry. So Peter manages to push um, four cases down towards the ground. Uh, one of them, no matter how hard he pushes, mm -hmm. it will not budge. Mm -hmm. It's like there's 20 hands holding onto it. Um, and so he... Uh, I clamber off the, off the stump, um... And uh, Sebastian seems all too eager to get out of the room. And I sort of kick a case of water out before me. Okay. And like back out <laughs> of the room. The, the one that, if, just really yeah. quickly to add on, because I yeah. think it's nice. The one that you couldn't push down is the one that was punctured and is leaking. Oh boy, yeah. It's just dripping slowly in the room. Perfect. It's not hurting anybody. Okay. Yet. It's time to establish some truths for our seven candles that remain. Liz, we're going to be starting with you. <clears throat> These things are true. The world is dark. The temperature in the studio dropped 10 degrees as I left the door. We've managed to survive until what would have been the opening day of Hamlet. Damn. In warming him up, Annabelle noticed that Xander's fingers have frostbite. Sorry. Um, there is something beginning to descend in the main theater from the flies. Uh, Tiff has moved down to row C to get away from something that's descending okay. from the flies. Okay. Uh, Peter has tried several times to unload the pistol, um, but every time he reaches back into his pocket, it's been reloaded. The banging stopped 20 minutes ago. and has, Or sorry, the banging stopped this morning and has not returned. Okay. And, and we, we are, are alive. alive. I think, despite the the ever-present drama here of Tiff, <laughs> Tiff and the others. I want to start over here with you guys. You've noticed that his fingers have frostbite, you said? It's more than just cold out. We need to, we need to get your fingers under actually warm water. I thought that's what you weren't supposed to do. I thought you were supposed to... I don't fucking know. <laughs> I Google it. Oh, God. Not a thing. That's some TD you are. 
was your first aid training? Whoops. Theater first aid does not <laughs> typically involve frostbite. I clearly did not pay attention to extreme temperatures. There's a that lot wasn't of things you don't pay attention to. Fire. Okay. Wow. So, okay. <laughs> Let's get back to the others. Do me a favor. What? Don't tell them. Fine. Frostbite McGee and Annabelle are heading back. To, <laughs> sorry, are heading back into the. I think you guys seem yeah. to generally congregate in the auditorium, yeah. the theater. Yeah, yeah. Okay. What's happening with Tiff? Yeah, I realized I said the wrong direction. <laughs> yeah, I was like, I you're going towards, towards the stage. Towards the stage. So uh, I'm gonna. <laughs> Uh, say that she went away from the stage. Okay. Um, she's kind of freaking out a little bit behind Tomas and uh, and Katie. Why? Okay. Okay. So, do you see that? No. Over Says there? Katie. Are you? Sh you don't see that. I can't see anything. <laughs> oh right. <laughs> I'm so sorry. I'm the worst. Tomas stands. Like, Tomas, you see that? You see the back of his head, like you're behind him? Yeah. I think you said, right? He's nodding as he steps over the seats, just like the most direct path. Um, Katie is going with him because she seems to be attached to him. She seems to have dug into his arm and is like having trouble letting go. So Tiff is gonna try to chase after them, to grab them, uh, to like hopefully you you want to try to like hold them back from what yep. they're doing? Let's let's roll that. I think that feels like yep. a conflict. Seven. Yeah. Got three sixes, one one. Okay. Nice. We That's can take the one. Pretty yeah. good. All right, I'll take a die. Uh, I only rolled two sixes, although that's pretty good. <laughs> so you, <laughs> you retain narrative control. What happens as you try to leap over and get to them? I, so Tiff kind of stumbles a little bit over the seats as she's like racing towards them. Uh, she manages to grab sort of the backs of their, their shirt collars. Okay. Uh, hopefully not strangling them. No, um, Katie's like, ah, ah, what? And tries to like look around at you but can't really seem to disentangle herself from Tomas. Tomas is still attempting to move but you've got him pretty, you're pretty strong. Can I see, like, from this row, can I see what's descending? Yeah, um, it's the set piece from Raisin in the Sun. I mean, not, uh, well, maybe you do know something about that, but there's, like, what the show is, etc. But the, um, it's at the front facade of a house. It was up in the flies, and it's descending, but very slowly. It's quite large. Um, like, like, it's too big for the stage. If it, It's a set piece, but it's, like, very big. Um, Tiff wants to try, in her years of being in the theater, she wants to try to find whatever rigging she can to, like, stop it. Absolutely. So she's going to let go of them. Okay. To, like, run towards the rigging. Yeah, because on the, uh, on the sides of this backstage, on one side, sorry, are the, the flies, right? Mm -hmm. Like, um, it's a relatively old theater, it's almost 100 years old, so the, <laughs> the fly system's, like pretty much original um pretty much sandbags. not like not purely um but yeah sandbags and ropes you can see one of the ropes is indeed moving slowly 
which is the one that must be, I mean, you can't see there, but like it must be the one that's moving because the piece is coming down. Uh, you guys are coming in at this point, and so are you, Peter. You're all coming into the theater more or less at the same time. You see, if I may, you see Tiff running up onto the stage. You see a set piece descending from the ceiling, and slowly. And you see Tomas staring up at it, and Katie is desperately trying to get her hands out of his arm. Watch your head. I want to yell up to the stage. Okay. Tiff is going to race towards that one rope and try to grab onto it. Okay. It's not moving very quickly, but, uh, but you know, the counterweight system here, it's, it's tough. You're going to have to really give it some strength if you want to try to pull it back. Uh, you're trying to pull it back and then tie it off? Yeah. Or is that the... Maybe you're trying to, like, let it go faster? I don't know. Uh, no, she's trying to <laughs> pull it back and, like, tie it off somewhere. <laughs> Yee! Uh, okay, that's the conflict rule, my friend. Let's go for it. Okay. Two sixes. Mm-hmm. No ones. Fantastic. It's yours. Nice. Right. So... Um, Tiff manages to grab onto it and pulls it ever so slowly because it's very heavy um, and finds a nearby sandbag, like group of sandbags to tie it onto. Okay. That's, that's it. That's good. When you turn around, Tomas is standing, like pretty much nose to nose. <laughs> Jesus. Tomas. <laughs> Tomas does this. He just beckons to you and then starts to back up onto the stage. You guys see Tomas walking backwards onto the stage. He seems to be looking at something off stage. I mean, that's where mm -hmm. Tiff went. Looking up or looking off? He's looking at where Tiff went, but as soon as he hits center stage, he looks up. Yeah. The ghost light is on. That's a good thing. Tomas, you need to get out of the line of that that set piece. Katie looks down. She's got blood dripping from all of her hands. <laughs> all yeah. of her fingers. That's what I'm trying to say. Um, because they were embedded in Tomas's arm and now they are not. She looks up and something akin to a scream escapes her lips as Tomas begins to float upwards into the air. He's like spinning gently, ever so gently, like a ballerina. Uh, Peter runs to Katie. Okay. Uh, to try to comfort her. I'm gonna run up to see if I can get high so that I can prevent him from floating up too high. Do you... <laughs> Sorry. Do you want to try to climb, like you wanna climb onto something to try to... I think I have to go up to the catwalk. Okay. So just in terms of where you know that to be, that would be upstairs, balcony, ladder to booth, ladder to catwalk. Yep. Those should all be unlocked. Yep. Potentially the catwalk is not. You haven't been up there. I'm basically going to see if I can catch him before he, okay. you know. Bonks so, <laughs> I love it. So uh, Xander takes off running. You're comforting Katie. <laughs> You're on the side of the stage. I'm going to try to, like, at least... Oh, he's floating. <laughs> he opens his mouth, and that sort of static discharge noise comes out of it again. Uh, I'm going to head to the other wing, which is where, like, the scene shop, like, the, like, brooms and mops and some, like, props are stored. 
um, and try to get uh, like the longest broom pole or the thing we use to like change light bulbs in the lobby to try to like hook him, <laughs> <laughs> to, like hook onto him trajectory. maybe. Yeah, trying to yeah. hook onto him. So yeah, that's what I'm after. Uh, okay, okay. I want to get to all of these. Yeah. Um, I'm gonna want you to. Mi- Ooh, we're gonna come to you in a sec. You go to Katie. Yeah, I I do go to Katie and I just like like it, it's okay. Everything's uh, everything's gonna be okay. Um, but I do want to run off stage and, and try to grab some of the um, the fire blankets. Okay. And 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 bundle them and pile them under where he is in case anybody falls. Fantastic. Okay. So I'll let you. I'll let you do that. You can do that. <laughs> Thank you. Um, you're running to get something. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, let's see if you manage to find the, l- the longest broom. Uh, <laughs> let's see what you can find. Thank you. Right, I have my hope die. You have your hope die. It succeeds on a five or a six. Son of a bitch. It did not, and I have no successes. <laughs> <laughs> and no ones, so we and can't no re-roll. Ones. Okay. So, so we're losing your the options are limited here. You can... Extinguish, yeah, yes. you can do that in order to retain yes. your narrative control here. I mean, yeah, it's going out anyway, right? No, no, she can only retain narrative control if she succeeded, right? That's, yeah, because it would be going out anyway. Yeah. I extinguish. Uh, oh, it, it, yes, it's to be extinguished, so. Um, you don't succeed. But you have I'm so sorry. Control. Yes, I. Okay, so I fail, but I have narrative control. No. It's no? me. What? I'm okay. so sorry. I'm so sorry. Yeah, I, I was uh, I was mistaken there. Okay. Yeah. I will. No, but fine. it's extinguished anyway. So you <laughs> run to the closet to look for your okay. brooms yep. or your long hook-on mm-hmm. pole. Everything is neatly arranged in the closet. There are no um, there. Are the the pole you're looking for is not there because, in fact, when you open the doors to this scene shop, it's actually the dressing room from downstairs. And we're going to pause here. You've been piling blankets. Mm-hmm. You've been looking at Tomas. You've been running to get upstairs. Yeah, but the scene... The, the scene, scene is, is over. over. So we're going to see where you get to afterwards, right? Like, when we when we come back, yeah. right, we're going to reestablish some truths. Now we're still at six. Yeah. Oh, we six. had lost one during oh. the scene. Okay. Great. Let us establish some truths. Does it go to me because I Because failed? it's you, yeah. Okay. So it will be right after this. These things are true. The world is dark. Brooms aren't where they belong. (laughs) Something catches Xander's eye on his rush upstairs. Uh, We can hear the sound of something banging against the theater, like doors again. Uh, The temperature now of the entire theater has dropped by 10 degrees. Woof. All the rations have disappeared. And we are alive. alive. So, yeah, brooms aren't where they're supposed to be. It's chilly in the theater. There seems to be sort of almost, it's not a real fog, but it seems to be a creeping chill that's come up around everyone's ankles who is still in the theater. Tomas has continued to venture up, up, up into the rafters. You can't see him anymore. Katie. Uh, Xander? Nope. Or no, Tomas. Tomas right. is. Gotcha. Tomas is. Katie is 
sitting now and crying softly? She's doing something in the front couple of rows. I want to start with, uh, yeah, I want to start with Sander. On your rush up the stairs, there's that second floor lobby. It's immediate to get into the booth where there's the ladder up to the catwalk. Inside the booth, there are programs for Hamlet. It has today's date on it. And there is also a large framed poster signed by you. The man in the poster is laughing uproariously. Oh, that's got to be a hallucination because I'm cold and because everything sucks. <laughs> but what's more important than that, as, as, as much as I hate to say that it's more important because hallucinating is pretty important, I have to get Tomas down. Yeah. I'm going to have to burst through and get onto the catwalk. Okay. The framed poster is blocking the ladder at the moment. It's just in fr it's leaning up against the ladder. Okay, so I'm going to try to make my moment happen. I'm going to try to make it get to the catwalk. Great. Mm -hmm. Okay. Uh, by, and we'll see how I try to do So, oh, I, yeah, this might be a very short round, folks. Four dice. Yeah. I fail. Do you get any sixes, my friend? No. Mm -hmm. Or, sorry, I, any sixes. It doesn't matter any ones or whatever. It doesn't matter because the scene's over. I failed. That's correct. So you have narrative control? Uh -huh. You can't climb over this large signed poster. It's, it's too big. So you either have to move it or kick it or try to go through it or around it. Perhaps there's another way up. The catwalk is blocked to you because of this poster. The man's face in the poster turns towards you and sneers at you. He calls you names. He calls you a loser. He tells you, he tells you you're never going to make it happen. He tells you that your dreams are pointless. And then he looks right into your eyes and he says, Xander, it's much too late. They've always been here. Turn around. I can't. I can't go through that door. Sorry, Tomas. I. I tried. So we're we've got five, five truths, five dice. One of them we know what it is. These things are true. The world is dark. The wind outside has started to howl. Stage curtains again. Cackling, not unlike Tomas's, it's coming from up in the rafters. Tomas has reached the uh, uh, set. And we are alive. He's kind of out of sight, more or less. You know he's up there, though. You know he's reached the level. So we still have you guys on stage. Um, I'm going to ask Xander if he wants to return to the lobby. 
just gonna stay here in the booth. Okay. Damn and it. Try to make sense of what's going on. Trying to get my hands back in working order. They don't seem to want to respond. Like they're, you know, Annabelle's right. You probably had frostbite or something, which doesn't really seem possible, but they don't seem to want to respond anymore. Um, oh, that's not good. <laughs> in the booth, you know, there's a tangle of cables, headsets. Um, there's a small cupboard inside of which there's some candles, some matches, extra light sources. I guess I'll take those supplies and head back down. Annabelle... Uh, Peter and Tiff you can all see what well, Peter and Tiff, you can all see what Annabelle is seeing as well. Tomas has sort of vanished and while that's disconcerting, what might be a bit more disconcerting, especially for you Peter, is that behind this small closet door there's a whole room now, right? The green room, the green room, the dressing room is up here. There's smoke gently wafting out of it. Like cigarette smoke, like Tiff, can you see that? Yep. That's not normal. I would like to close the door yeah. and reopen it. Okay. It's it's the same dressing room. It's like okay. rebooting. <laughs> no, Turn I was just like, is it going to be no, a, a new room? Yeah. Like, is it going to flash? Ooh, like in the matrix. Fine. Yeah. <laughs> I'd like to stick my hand through the doorway. It's warm. As if there's maybe some heat lamps or something in here. And at, as you pass mm-hmm. your hand through the doorway, you can, even though it's just your hand, you can hear the sound of glasses clinking and jazz music, and some laughter. It's like muted, but boisterous. It's muted, but boisterous. You heard what I said. I'm gonna stick my head through the door. I scramble up onto the stage behind her. You can see uh, Annabelle sticking her head through a doorway. It's into a very dark and dusty room, the dressing room. There's dust on all of the mirrors. You can see her reflection looking back at her. It's like there's a light of a flashlight, right? Tiff is going to follow as well. Yeah. She's not staying alone on the stage with the disappearing Tomas. Ghostlight's still there, though. Yeah. Yeah, I'm going to head in, actually. Okay. In the mirror is a scene of joy and laughter. It looks like a bunch of maybe musicians are getting ready to play. They're laughing, they're talking, they're drinking hooch. They're drinking hooch. They're drinking like, you know, liquor. Um, th- it's not reflecting what's in the room. Like, like, obviously, it's just sort of in that mirror. I like to try to touch the mirror. You reach out and it, yeah. the refle- your reflection reaches out as well, obviously, it touches you. They all stop and look out at you. Where are you? You hear, uh, out in the lobby, you hear a, a very loud Katie's voice saying, Where are you? Katie? And your like, reflection says Katie back to you. Yeah. Like, I look tr- back for Katie. hearing. She's standing on the stage. She's looking in your direction, but she can't know exactly where you're looking. 
I, I go over and try to take her hand just to show that we're still there. Uh, her hands are freezing. There's blankets still in a pile on the stage yeah, as well. I'm going to wrap one, take one and mm-hmm. wrap it around her. Around her hands? Uh, around all of her, but like try to bundle her hands she tried. She's starting to try to shake it off. You're cold. She looks again towards the dressing room and then up towards where Tomas went and starts to back away from the stage. No, I'm not. I'm not cold. I'm not. I'm not going that way. But it's okay. No one's. No I'm not one's, going that way. No one's gonna make you. You're safe here. You're with us. Peter, someone. <laughs> Sorry. Going that way. She starts to float upwards into the air. No, Katie, Katie, no, no, no. Hold on to her. No, I want to let her and try to yeah. grab her. Okay. Her Pick angle. up a chair and try to smash the mirrors. Okay, okay, I want to come to you. Yeah, uh, I want that. you to roll that first, if you don't mind. This is a conflict to try to keep hold of Katie, who is holding her Look. hands and Manuel's holding right. her ankles. I got one six and one one. I got no sixes. I would like to... You can still... We, we would lose a die, but you would succeed. If you oh, if yes, you burn your trait, you can uh, re-roll the one. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Correct. To avoid losing okay. it. Yeah. Um, yes, I would like to burn <gasps> athletic. Yeah. Okay. So you have to work your athleticism into this somehow, but then you will retain narrative control on how you are holding on to Katie. That is some excellent burning, Jess. Uh, Look at it's so interesting. When I did my test, like as soon as I dropped it, it would just like go out go no out matter what I did. Now they're like burning up burning the Burning showing yeah. off for an audience. Yeah. <laughs> Your hands. So, so Tiff, what does that look like? Um, I, so she's going to kind of do like like a leap like you would in basketball, like a one, two, up. A layup. Um, nice. Yes. Yeah. And, uh, and try to reach and grab um, uh, the ankle of Katie mm-hmm. to like pull her back down. Okay, yeah, you you can succeed in doing so. Yeah. You did. Yikes. So she she lands next to you, I imagine. Yeah, and then she's just got a firm grasp on her. You can feel her being. It's not like she's being pulled. It's like she's trying to propel herself up. Like you know what I mean? It's like it's that feeling that she's trying to go somewhere, but her head is shaking. Like no, 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 no. We should tie chains around. You didn't. Yes. So you say this to her. I want to roll your conflict as well. You're yeah. going to. You've taken smash. a chair to smash the mirror, the mirror that's in this area. I have two sixes and a one. I have three sixes. Oh, shit. Um, I'm going to burn my self centered trait. Okay. This will allow you to re roll your one. Yeah. Accidentally extinguished one there. Yeah, I know. I was like, whoa. Oh, oh no. <laughs> Yikes. Ah, not another six. So That's I still too don't bad. get it. Okay. But you don't get a bonus die. I so. don't. Okay. So you've managed to retain all of your dice. All five dice. But I yeah. get narrative control here. Yeah. The chair crashes the mirror into a thousand pieces. It's old glass. Mm-hmm. So it shatters like nobody's business. The shards fall down and away and behind the table, but then they don't seem to hit the floor. They just keep falling. The faces of all of the maybe musicians or whoever that were having such a good time fall away with the shards. Uh, 
your reflection is still on the other side of the mirror. It's looking back at you, and it's also holding a chair, and it's got to look like, what did I just do? So there's some mirror remaining, or it's just like on the wall where the mirror was? Your reflection is still there, despite the fact that the mirror has gone. Put the chair down. It puts the chair down. Reaches out towards you. So it's just me and my reflection. It nods at you. (laughs) This is all a dream. It vanishes. I'm gonna pinch myself. Ow. Turn back around. Uh, back. You can see out into the main stage. Um, Fuck. I believe that means we're still in the wrong place. Oh no, <laughs> that's that means uh, that Tiff is holding on to. Uh, names are the Katie. worst, guys. Katie, Karen, Katie. It's, uh, <laughs> Sorry, I'm deliberately. No, no, no. I, yeah. I, yeah. Um, <laughs> Peter and Xander are also there. Spreads. I think Xander was saying we got to use chains, but yeah, that's we got to chain her down. I'm gonna Maybe there's some more sandbags. Okay, so I'm gonna go and get some chain and try to. Sandbags are a good idea. Just try to strap her down so that she can't flip back up. Okay. That sounds like a good idea. Okay. Katie, uh, Katie, it's we're gonna we're gonna keep you you here with us, okay? We're not gonna let you go to that place. Tiff, mm-hmm. I'm gonna throw her some of the equipment. Yeah, uh, she's gonna start tying them to Katie's like legs. We can't keep holding her. You have to hide her. You have to tie her down. So, do you want to assist at all? I think this is up to Tiff. Yeah. Okay. So you want to try to tie Katie down. She reaches out with one of her, you know, still bloodied hands, and she grabs onto you, and she says, I don't think you should do this. I need to do this. Why? Because we can't let someone else float up there. I don't know what's going on. I think you're right. I can't go back. Okay, Tiff. And she lets you try to tie her down. You want to try to use chains and sandbags to like weigh her down yeah. to the stage? Yeah. Horrible. Um, <laughs> okay, I'd love for you to try to find hope. Yeah. You're gonna try to get to be a hero. Yeah. And do the thing that needs to be done. So you're gonna make a conflict roll. Okay. Uh, <laughs> if you succeed, you'll get your hope die. And you're, you have to burn this either way, but. Yeah. I don't really need to roll. Oh, I'll roll anyway. Oh. I did not. I rolled two ones. Oh no! Well, you did not succeed. Did not succeed. Well, the ones don't matter anymore. That's true. The over. I have narrative control over this moment. I uh, can you please burn your yep. when I get to be a hero? <laughs> oh boy. <laughs> moments are not doing well, y'all. The moments. Hi, do you still oh, have yeah. a trait on top of your moment? I do. Does, do people on that side have traits? You I do. have. I have my vice. vice? I, I only have my brain. You're, that's right, because your vice is, was just used, or your yeah. yeah. Um, 
you managed to. Just get, just get a little sploosh. There we go. Sploosh. <laughs> so, in a, in a sense, you you succeeded Why because did you. Put you gas in your water. <laughs> <laughs> She's just drinking straight vodka. Whoa! Classic. <laughs> 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 he totaled this. Sorry. So you succeed in the sense that you've managed to chain Katie's floaty body to some sandbags that are keeping her fixed to the stage. But she suddenly starts to struggle more and then goes limp. She looks up towards the sky and opens her mouth and breathes out her last. And she slumps on the floor. It's oh very fast and very mysterious. I don't know what to tell you. Oh my god. Katie? Katie, no! Oh my god. No, no, no! Katie! Oh my god. Have we extinguished this no, candle? No. That's the end. You, you, you messed your moment, man. I'm so sorry. The hope is out. Okay. We're at three? We're at four candles. Oh, I couldn't see one. Yeah, that's okay. Were you at one candle yet? Uh, <laughs> <No>. <laughs> just getting four candles remain. Okay, guys. These things are true. The world is dark. Um, <laughs> if you look up the... Tomas is completely gone. Uh... Peter has just been um, crying and shaking over Katie's body. Yep. A loud, booming voice from outside claims that help is on the way. And, and we, we are alive. alive. Maybe we can be saved. You all heard the voice? Okay. Okay. So we just have to get outside. Yeah. Katie's body is sort of lying in a heap on the ground. Um, her mouth is open. Her sightless eyes are open, Peter. Yeah. She's looking at you. I want to close them gently. They open. They open. They were possessed. They needed our help, and we couldn't help them. We have to make sure that she's really dead. You're not going anywhere near her. I... Do you want to be next? Stay away from her. It doesn't have to be me. But we have to make sure that whatever happened to her doesn't happen to us. What if it's contagious? Well... What if it has to do with going outside? Yeah. So many crickets. <laughs> yeah, with going outside, with going through the portal, with touching the mirror. Could be anything in here. Could you just put two bullets into her head? No. I don't want to go out like that. You don't want. 
Like them? Or like getting shot? Nothing get shot. Whatever happened to that? I'm not letting it infect me. I can't work the gun. Could somebody else just do this, please? No. We have to see what happened to Tomas. I think he's gone. He's gone, gone where? Just gone. into another portal? I, maybe, I don't think he's here anymore. Didn't you hear the voice that was outside? Help's on the way. We have to send them a signal to make sure that they know that we're here. What signal do you propose? We could light something on fire and shove it outside. Okay. Okay. I'm going to close the door to the dressing room with myself still inside. Inside? Yeah. So yeah. everyone's talking <laughs> and you're just like, bye. Okay. It's dark in here. I turn my flashlight on. Your reflection is in, there's actually a second row of mirrors, right? It's kind of reflecting okay. on. That one is not broken because mm -hmm. you did not ram a chair into it. Your reflection is there. Mm -hmm. I mean, obviously. It follows you, whoa, whoa, whoa. Just like before. I want to like lean against the door to the dressing room and see if I can hear them. It's a really thick door, apparently. Can't hear anything. Just like before, what do you mean? Well, let's just say that when Annabelle decides that she doesn't care about something, when she's not willing to do the job properly, oh. Xander? You and I are gonna go up to the studio. We're gonna set fire to one of the curtains and we're gonna push it out the window so people know that we're here. Yeah. We're going together. Yeah, that sounds like a great plan. Tiff, you either come with here. us. I'll go with you, I'll go with you. Yeah. Yeah, let's go. To be clear, we're leaving the body of Kitty and we're leaving uh, Annabelle behind a door in the room. Well, I can't do anything about Katie's body, and I also can't do anything about the room because I can't open doors anymore. Can't do so. anything. Hooray! Oh, no. Okay. Head up to the studio. So I'm at the mercy of Peter. That's right. <laughs> um, Watch yourself. We're very comparable. Your, uh, before we head upstairs, I just want to point out your flashlight begins to flicker. No. No, no, no. Like smack it to try to like shake the batteries around. It's good. Okay. Okay. Your reflection is now facing away from you. It holds up its flashlight, and you can see that its flashlight is also. It did the same thing, right? But it's just facing away from you, and you can see that it, its flashlight works. The ceiling is like a st the proper height for the room. Yeah, it's quite low, actually. Good, I can't for float too high. 
<laughs> okay, coming back to you. What's what's going on on the way up? To the, you're heading up to the studio to you said burn something. Yep, we're gonna set fire to uh, to the studio curtains. Uh, we know that the curtains cover at least one window. We're gonna break the window and we're gonna throw burning curtains out so people know there's someone inside. Okay. We were rehearsing here like two weeks ago. Yep. It's okay. It's okay. We're we're gonna make it out now. I used to always to help. come in here before the first read through when it was still empty and imagine what the final show was gonna look like. It was gonna it was gonna be okay. You know, I thought I, I really would have made a good Ophelia. Yeah. <laughs> I I kinda wanted to cast you as Hamlet. That would have been even better. I would have preferred that, yes. <laughs> but Julie said no. And you gotta go with what the director goes for. Okay. I was really excited for your show. Well, I hope that they didn't remember to fireproof these curtains. <laughs> Which they always out. do in theaters. <laughs> Shit. Let's go. <laughs> how, how are you planning on lighting the curtains on fire? Uh, I'll light myself on fire. Xander okay, and we're into them. Great. Yeah, Xander Stop found some uh, some candles. I have the I have the matches that I found in the booth to That's light the candles. Just mm -hmm. my question. Good. Great. Okay. Uh, but so someone else is going to have to light it. <laughs> I... I'll do it. We can do it together if you want. So, okay, okay, I know that's what's happening here. You're both lighting matches, and you're going to light a curtain on fire and then drop a flaming curtain out a window? Correct. Yeah. Fantastic. <laughs> Tiff, you're going to have to break the window. Okay. <laughs> I, I can break the window. Oh, excellent. A gentle hand on your shoulder, Xander. I wouldn't do that. Whose hand is on your shoulder? <laughs> There's no one there. Xander, are you breaking the window? Yeah. Don't yeah. know if you want to let the I, cold I'm, in, Xander. I, <laughs> Otherwise, we're never getting out of here. And I'm, I'm going to wrap one of the curtains around my yeah. elbow and smash it that into a window. That sounds like a conflict to me, uh, baby! Fuck. This is a dire, you're going to lose your... No, it's not. It's not a dire conflict. I failed. <laughs> I also rolled no sixes. Do you... But I have no ones, so I can't... Because uh, your thing's on top, eh? Greedy is on top. It's really rough, man. <laughs> I also didn't roll any sixes, so oh, we're gonna have to figure out a way to, you to figure out the narrative control on a, here. On a failure. You manage to wrap. Nope. You manage to wrap the curtain around your arm and go to break the window. It shatters underneath the force of your elbow but then hits the brick immediately behind it. The shock of the blow ripples up your arm oh. and into your hand. You can feel... Oh, you can feel? Yeah. Oh, hey. Not, yeah, uh, briefly. Uh, uh. You can feel your wrist bones separating. Your right arm is limp by your side. We're gonna find out if you guys light things on fire anyway. But first, <laughs> these things are true. The world is dark. The booming voice outside shouts, last chance. 
Annabelle's reflection is beckoning to her. And, and we, we are, are alive. alive. <laughs> so, so indeed, the booming voice has just boomed out last chance. Y- you, you might, it sounds maybe like it's being amplified through a megaphone, like it's quite loud and it's into the theater. It's hard to tell exactly how it's kind of like getting in here, but you hear the voice, you all do. Except you, my friend. I mean, these things are true though, so mm-hmm. yeah. But your reflection is beckoning to you. It holds out the flashlight and it clicks it on and off and kind of grins at you. I'd like to reach out to my reflection. Okay. Try to hold her hand. Mm-hmm. She takes your hand through the mirror. It's strange because the surface of the mirror is solid and yet you are indeed gripping your reflection and she begins to pull you in. I let her. You're going for it. She wants to be appreciated. <laughs> <laughs> At least you appreciate me. <laughs> me. Oh, no. The other side of the mirror, Annabelle, is a room much like this one, but it, you are weightless in it. And you are beginning to float upwards towards the sky. Your reflection is there as well. You're both there. You're beginning to float upwards. Up above you is a large, bright light. It's crackling with electricity and sound, and it looks kind of like those sweet, like Tesla. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah those little those static spheres? balls. Yes, yeah. that's what yeah, I mean. Yeah. It kind of looks like that, but it's much mm. brighter, so it's kind of hard to look at it directly. It pulses faintly with energy as well. I would like to try to shoot it since I still have a gun in my pocket mm-hmm. that is loaded. This is a conflict roll. Yeah, that sounds like a conflict to me. Good thing I have a hope die. Yeah, this is... Okay, so just to be clear, you're attempting to shoot a bullet into this light that is above you. You're point breaking? Point breaking? Ah! Oh, yeah. <laughs> point breaking. Sure. Yeah, yeah. I haven't uh, seen it. Are we at three? Yeah, I, so yeah. you have seven. seven. This is danger zone. Danger zone. Apparently not, though. No successes. Okay. So... If you can, this is your brink? Yeah. If you choose to embrace your brink, whatever it is, you will be allowed a full reroll of all of your dice. I, I, I don't touch mine. If you fail, you must then burn your brink and it's over. So I feel like I've already killed two people through uh, <laughs> negligence. Yeah, okay. Uh, knowing the system, yeah. we will all die through my negligence. <laughs> uh, having locked myself in separated myself oh from no. them. So I am embracing my brink. Fantastic. I burn re- it? No, no, you don't. Okay. Because you can reuse it if you, you succeed. Can ke- if oh. you succeed, you keep going Wait, and keep going. It's can you stuff. say your brink? I have seen you kill someone through negligence. Woof. Oh. That's that's heavy. We heard we heard Xander before, yeah? Right. We all heard Xander before. Uh, so I re-roll the whole pool? Whole pool. 
No. Oh. And it includes a one. Oh no. Okay, well, but but no successes either, right? No success. But oh, your, wait. Hope, your hope dice has a five. Oh, my hope dice has yes, a five. Yes, correct. Yeah, Thank five you. or six. So you're good. So we do lose the one. We yeah. lose the one. So we're down to two dice. Oh, oh joy. But I succeed. Wee. So I hey. shoot. Yeah. The uh, your narrative. Light. Yep. Narrative control. <laughs> God, the hope. <laughs> Tear bend. <laughs> Um, with a huge burst of energy, my reflection disappears, the light disappears, everything disappears. You find yourself in pitch black. It's that same darkness from outside, but you get the sense that, I mean, you must still be inside because you can kind of smell like carpeting you must be, well, you must still be in the theater, but perhaps you're downstairs? Yeah. I like the feeling. The walls are damp. I try to get my bearings by like trying to find a doorway or something. I've worked in the theater for a few years. Mm -hmm. I know what the hallways are like. As you kind of make your way around the walls, they are damp. You find a doorway and I imagine you're going to kind of like go through it or whatever the door is open. As you are about to step through it, the doorway and the room breathe in and out and the walls also contract and get just a little bit more flesh-like beneath your hands. We're going to move up to the others. Uh, so Xander has absolutely shattered his arm. Like it is, I mean, I imagine it is quite clear. <laughs> you okay there? Do it! <laughs> okay. So you're still, you're, okay, we're doing this. Oh yeah. Oh my God, okay. We're doing it together. <laughs> okay, so you're going to both light matches. Mm -hmm. Yeah. You're going to light curtains and. Shove them out the window. Okay. Behind the window is brick. Right, and that's not supposed to be there. That's a new thing. <laughs> so we'll find another before. window. Get them on fire, and we'll just drag it through. Okay, I rip open <laughs> the rest of the curtains in the room okay. to see if all the windows look the same. Uh, one of them leads outside. It's dark, obviously, outside. You can't see. Um, you think you see some eyes blinking at you from outside. Is there They've still banished. a floating cask of water? Nope. Okay. Uh, Sorry. How about a chair? Yes, there are chairs in here. Can I take a chair and throw it through the window? Absolutely. Uh, this is a conflict roll. Oh, God. Okay. Do you yeah, you have a thing, eh? No. Nothing. Bunch. It's getting tough, guys. Oh boy. Yeah. I can't re-roll. No. As you whip the chair, um, as you whip the chair at the window, it also explodes outwards in a shatter of glass. And the pair of eyes reappear at the window and a grin spreads in the darkness outside. It's, it's impossible to tell why you can see the grin and not anything beyond it. The large booming voice calls into the room for the three of you. This is your last chance to be saved. Uh, can you extinguish a candle for me, please? 
Liz, you have a very special privilege here. You get to establish the only truth in this round. Well, the, the only, truth. the only, only single truth. So, these things are true. The world is dark. Um, our feet no longer touch the ground. And, and we, we are, are alive. alive. I don't want to be. Indeed, <laughs> it is, you are indeed floating up into the air as this voice calls out to you. You shall be saved. You shall be saved. You shall be saved. I just take my continues. pistol and shoot out the window. Well, try to, having never fired a gun in my young life. At least it's a big target. <laughs> Maybe it'll blow you back. <laughs> Whoa! <laughs> okay, I... I want you to to do this, but I want to give uh, just a, I just want to make sure we have a moment for other people to, so I'm going to ask if you guys want to try anything yeah, as well. That's what, what I'm going to ask. Yeah, this is what I intend to do Great, in fantastic. the near future. Fantastic. Do you guys want to do anything? This booming voice is coming into the room. Yeah. Um, Sorry, guys. It's been loud. Uh, are there any curtains still up, or did we get rid of all the curtains? No, there's some still up. Uh, Tiff is going to reach for one of the curtains to like hold onto it and not let go. So if she stops like floating up. Okay, so you're gonna try to keep yourself on the ground. Great. Yeah. I'm gonna reach out with my left hand, which can't grasp anything. Yeah. And hope that someone is going to grab hold of me. Does anyone want to try to grab hold of Xander? Hey, I bet Annabelle. Can... <laughs> I'll try to grab hold of him. Negligence. <laughs> okay. Yeah. As Xander is trying to float and as you are trying to hold yourself down, this is also a conflict roll. Yeah. Please roll Kay. your dice. Oh boy. Come on. Damn it. Nope. You've got your brink. You do have your brink. brink. If you choose to use this, it doesn't burn it. If you embrace your brink, you can re-roll the pool. And you know, whatever quality is present in the brink that I wrote for you that I don't remember. I'm so sorry. Well, unless she uh, fails it, then <laughs> she does that. Then burn you it. have to burn it if you fail it. Uh, do I read what it is? If you choose to use it. Help me. <laughs> <laughs> you um, can do it! Yeah, let's use it. Okay. It's going to be a difficult one to spin, but I'm going to try it. Um, they have seen you push someone down to climb to the top. <laughs> Okay, so in order to, quote, climb to the top, unquote, how are you going to, um... <laughs> so literally, she's going to <laughs> climb up the curtain and try to push down uh, Xander. Okay. Okay. You are allowed a re-roll of your pool, my friend. <laughs> Come on. Got it. one six and one one. One success, fantastic. You lose the other die in your pool, though. I'm so we sorry. We have one die. Okay, I uh. also I have more sixes, so I'm going to retain narrative control here, and I'm just going to say, um, I yeah, by shimmying up the curtain, you're holding on to it, even though the curtain is beginning to sort of be pulled upwards as well. You're still you're no you're 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 fastened onto it. By pushing Xander down, he is able to catch his hand in the curtain. Um, so it's caught there. You're not really gripping it per se, but at least it's somehow caught enough that you're not floating anymore. You don't want to go out there. No, I do not. <laughs> uh, I'm 
probably like just screaming. <laughs> uh, but I'm, I'm gonna scream, shoot it! Shoot it! Peter's been fumbling with the gun this whole time. Yeah. Uh, God, he's gonna try. The gun, man, I love it. <laughs> he's gonna try. Is this, is this, okay, I'm, uh, it's yeah, too I'm bad really sorry, I yeah. I, I didn't I'm give stuck. you enough, uh, I didn't give you enough um, What's your I, trait? Naive. It's just I didn't give you enough chances to roll. What did this do? No, no, no. It's it was I didn't order my cards correctly. Next time I will do better. Ah, okay. Uh, that is not a six. So, you reach up. You manage to fire the weapon, and it ricochets in the <laughs> plants right into. No, I'm just kidding. Um, it, That's ri- the next round. It ricochets in the window, and then out into the night. And even though it's Deafeningly loud in this room. As soon as the bullet leaves the the space, it's immediately silenced. Okay. As the candle is to be extinguished, I'll just tell you that the thing just passes right through the bullet. As the bullet passes right through it. it, everyone. This is the last stand. These things are true. The world is dark. And and we are alive. Annabelle. I I would like to take out my gun Mm -hmm. and shoot myself before they take me. Oh! Okay. Yep. You know what? I respect that. Um... Because this is the last stand, conflict rolls that you make are going to be obviously difficult, but they're also going to be um, potentially disastrous if you fail, as you know. You can we like really okay. loss? Okay. Yes. Understood. Cool. Thank it's okay you. for me. It's okay if you want to do this. I just don't want to hear the description of it if it succeeds. Fantastic. Okay. Sorry, folks. Would you like to roll? I have my hope die. <laughs> you do. Nope. Would you like to embrace your brink to attempt a re-roll? Hey. Your hope die was a one. Does that mean it's gone? No, it is oh. not lost. Oh, I in thought the it same was way. lost. Yeah. Um, so I don't see a way that I could kill someone through negligence in this context, so I don't think I can embrace my brink. Mm. So I think I fail at this. Okay. Understood. The walls around you continue to breathe and expand and contract. And in the darkness or out of the darkness in front of you, you see floating up to you is Tomas. He opens his mouth. The light from your flashlight is taken away and it floats into his mouth. He closes it. When he opens his mouth again, a burst of static comes out. And that's the last thing you see. Oh my god. <laughs> the figure, the thing, the pair of eyes and the smile, the mouth, has entered this space. It is freezing cold in the, in, in the studio now. Your bullet passed straight through it on its way outside. The light from your flashlight and the mouth 
consumes it. And as it opens its mouth again, the word run booms from its lips as a blast of laughter and static explodes out from the creature. Tiff. To be or not to be? (laughs) That is the question. No questions here. I'm going to uh, fling myself at it to try and <laughs> oh my god, uh, absolutely kick at it okay. to distract it as much as I can to let these two try to get out of the way. Can I have passed on my hope die? Okay. I know that is a thing, that and I just can't thing. remember. But is if it, your character sacrifices have... themselves, oh. I didn't sacrifice pass... myself, so no. Oh. I failed, so no. Okay. Okay. Understood. Nope. Hope die is gone. I'd cool. love Sorry. to. No, that's that's, okay. that's really too bad. You want to? Yeet yourself. I'm going to try to just kick it as okay. hard as I can. Okay. If only to let these two get away. Fantastic. And hopefully me too. Yeah. If this is successful, you'll have a bit of time to escape or to try to leave. Okay. Let's roll. I rolled a one. Okay. Which means... Great I, <laughs> I'm doing this because I think it's going to make Peter and Tiff remember me fondly and honestly right now what I need is to be I I need I need them to remember me as a hero more than I need them to live I love that you're burning your trait to re-roll any and all ones and then I have my brink yeah you sure do buddy (laughs) he's just gonna keep re-rolling forever Okay, so that's a fail. Okay. So I will... Yeah. What do you have? Sabotage this... I have seen you sabotage this theater to further your own career. Oh my god, Xander! Uh, (laughs) Now, thankfully, I was the one who made sure that the curtains in this room were not fireproofed. (laughs) It's horrible. (laughs) So I'm going to... I'm going to... I'm going to try to kick yep. the candles into the curtains to try to set this thing on fire. Absolutely incredible. Oh, my God. <laughs> and that's a one. Oh, no. <laughs> so, John, if you would be so kind, you may burn your brink. I, I will. <laughs> now, technically, I have narrative control here. Yes. However, I'd like to say that I think we should work together on this. As you go to kick the lit candles and everything into the beast's body. The curtains do erupt into flames. The one you're holding. At least I feel warm. Um, I'm not sure if you two are running or not. Oh, do you burn your character? I'm going to burn my concept. <laughs> I'm going to burn my character. I died. I'm not sure if you guys are running or not, but do there is do. a blaze of light as one of these you do. That's as one of these curtains goes up in flames faster than you've seen th- theater curtains go up, which makes you think that's a bit weird. What the hell? The static laughing sound from inside the room is silenced momentarily as the room is consumed by screams and crackling. Come on, Tiff, let's go. Yeah, I'm like pulling myself because I'm guessing, are we still floating? Yeah, these things are so true. I'm pulling myself like along the wall. Excellent. Like, to try I'm, to yeah, escape. and I'm dragging myself along, and and my hands uh, brush up against the uh, the stump. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And I I touch it for luck. 
Okay. And use it to push off and out of the door. That's fantastic. Ugh. That's really naive, and I love it. Um. Yeah. <laughs> Save me. So John rolled a one on his last conflict. Yeah. Does that mean we have no dice? Te- technically, yes, but I don't like the idea of us not rolling dice here. Okay, cool. So cool. I feel... I, I would have to... Out. Yeah, I don't think I don't so, think so I would have to check that. Mm-hmm. Okay. So we're we're rushing here. You've dashed out. You stopped to touch yeah. and push off the lucky tree stump. Yeah. So Tiff is ahead of you. I always believed it would help us. Are you headed upstairs, <laughs> downstairs? Where are you headed? Where do you think you need to go? I'm trying to get to the, the front doors. Uh-huh. Yeah, I'm doing the same thing. The front doors are, are front. open. Yeah. The They're... front doors are open. Okay. Okay, cool. And we're still floating even after we leave the studio, right? Like we're pulling ourselves down. It's funny, actually. Yeah, even after you leave the studio, you're still floating. But as you make your way down the stairs, the sort of normalcy seems to return. And as soon as you touch the outside air, which is black and cold, your feet are back on the ground, almost as if you've never floated in your life. Outside, I don't think either of you really saw outside the way Xander did. There are no streetlights. There's no light at all. The sky has been blocked out. But you can see people in the dark. They're all facing away from you. Um, Dozens. Oh, boy. I want to use what battery I have left on my phone to, like, turn it into a flashlight. Like, to, like, turn the flashlight and have on. Okay. I know this is a bit of a trope, but I think it's going to be awesome. As soon as you turn the flashlight on, the dozens of heads snap around to look at it. Their bodies follow. Their eyes are glazed over. Tiff is going to reach over to like try to grab Peter's hand. He was already reaching towards Tiff. <laughs> the dozens of people, they don't so much walk or run as they just simply move somehow. They rush through the space. Straight towards you. Peter holds out his gun. Okay. Tiff wants to grab. Uh, oh no, it's not nearby. Uh oh. Uh, Tiff is gonna throw her phone. Okay. <laughs> Just like throw it. Great. I hope it's a Nokia. And Can as you- <laughs> as the light, and as as Peter watches the light illuminate, them, he's gonna like follow as the light like like with his gun. Yeah. His pistol. To try to. He's gonna use the light from the phone to aim. Fantastic. I'm gonna have you roll your conflict oh to see about the uh, the phone throw. Here we go. It's a four. Okay. <laughs> you can choose to embrace your brink once more. Um. <laughs> oh no. Yep. I'm gonna embrace the brink. Okay. How are you gonna do that? So Tiff is going to throw <laughs> Peter towards them. No. Absolutely incredible. Like the awful trash bag she is. Oh, trash. <laughs> Absolute trash. Okay, you may you may re-roll. <gasps> that was a I've thing never for wanted to see a six seconds. more in my life. I know, right? Please. Oh. A three. Oh, I'd be so disappointed. Please Cypher. burn your brink. Peter, you go flying. Tiff is somehow much stronger than you would expect. I'm sorry. If you glance back, the creatures are indeed following the light as she throws her phone, but her Tiff's body begins to float up into the air. Her limbs begin to extend out in all directions. It's grotesque. You hear popping and snapping, like uh, logs in a fireplace. 
You're, you're being thrown and you have a gun. So as he's being <laughs> propelled, he just goes, fuck this! Yes! And starts, like, firing around him. Yes! Okay. And, like, punching and kicking and, like, scratching and swearing uh, like a sailor. Okay. Yes. Oops. I like love a that. whirling dervish. <laughs> okay. So the bodies are passing by you yeah. and around you, and you're reaching out, you're punching, and you're kicking, and you're firing into their faces. Yeah. Let's do it. Let's make a conflict roll here. I really hope you get a one so you can at least reburn your naivety, please. I did! Would you care oh, to burn exciting. your naive in order to succeed in this roll? Or re-roll it, rather, I'm sorry. Go, Peter! So, yeah. what, what do you think this is going to mean for you, Peter? So... Peter has realized a few unfortunate uh, <laughs> truths. The theater will not save him, and neither will people. <laughs> he has to save himself. Oh, wow. <laughs> save yourself, Peter. And that's going to redouble your efforts in terms of... Yeah. He's like, that's it, Peter. Risk. It's all you. There's never been anyone else. <laughs> you rolled a one. <laughs> well, so you have your... It's a moment. Oh, no, when you I, Oh, no. Oh, I didn't get to anything when of I, you. When I, me, Peter... Rescue someone from certain death. <laughs> I, uh, Perhaps you could try rescuing yourself. <laughs> <laughs> I'd love for you to make a conflict roll, but I feel like with that one... I mean, I mean... Peter, your fists are flying, your feet are kicking, your little usher vest has fallen off your body. Oh, no. The flashlight that you had in it lands on top and the glass breaks into a couple of pieces as it lands on your usher vest. You land on the ground hard, and the phone bounces in front of you. Damn it, that's the wrong one. And, uh, whoops, sorry guys. As you land on the ground, the bodies kind of crowd around you and over you, but they don't touch you. I mean, someone steps on your hand, but it's okay. Fair enough. They move towards the phone and just stare down at it and then up into the sky where it illuminates them. And as you look up into the sunless, starless sky, it is ablaze with light, crackling with electricity. And they simply close their mouth and it disappears. Peter, you're falling upwards through the sky, past the veil of darkness to where you can see the sun and all of the planets. I don't know if you like astronomy, Peter. <laughs> he does. It's sort of a theater of the skies, really. It's more grandiose than anything you've ever seen on this stage, and I'm so sorry. I don't mean that about the theater. They're all lined up perfectly, and gazing down them, you can see off into infinity. And then they close their mouth again, and they're gone. Would you like to extinguish the last Would candle? you like to extinguish the last Is candle? Is it a you? Yeah, uh, I think it should be. I suppose it should be. If you can reach it. Can you reach it? Can you pass on the uh, extinguisher? Okay. 
It's really quiet, I'm sorry. Hang on just a second. Hey, Julia. Yeah. I, I have no idea whether you're actually going to hear this. It looks like it's never going to happen. I, I, really, I really thought that we were going to get our big shot here, but I mean, I guess some things just always get in the way. We almost got there, though, right? We almost made art the way we thought we would. But um, at this point, I'll settle for just seeing you again. that came out every single Friday night for improv night. I just want to say that I love you and I know, know you were the only people who saw the real me. I hope you're all still alive. Well, everyone, I guess this is my curtain call. I always loved the theater. And there's, there's no real place that I'd rather take my last bow, so to speak. I hope you speak the soliloquy of your life proudly and bravely. I love you all. Peter. Sure. We're just going to replay one of these. Hey, Jane, it's Annabelle. I never told you this, but... I love you, and I'm sorry I wasn't able to tell you to your face. Take care of yourself. The OBS level back down. Thank you very much. Before I put the music on. And that, my friends, was a oh game of 10 candles. Dear God. Congratulations, everybody. You did it. You okay. saved something. Did we? Some hope, I think, before it was extinguished. One of us did. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yes. These things are true. The world is dark. Okay, we have some. We have a few things that I want to. Uh, yeah, I think there's a few things that I want to reveal. Uh, we had some Brinks revealed. Two over here. One, actually, more or less everybody's. Mm -hmm. uh, no, we did not reveal Peter's. Brink. Peter's. We didn't reveal their. Their brink. brink as well. So I will reveal their Brink, and Liz, if you'd like to reveal Peter's, I think that's a good idea. Um, their, their Brink. I have seen them siphoning electricity. So in fact, I brought it in, but I didn't end up needing to burn it in order to use a reroll. So I didn't. Uh, I didn't. <laughs> uh, I have seen you steal rations for yourself. Ah, <gasps> Peter. Yeah. 
Wow. No. Rough stuff. Dick! <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely fantastic. Um, well, I mean, thank you guys, of, of <laughs> course. to the theater. And I am oh. the theater. I am the theater. There we go. That's what I wanted. Hey, we didn't set the apartment on fire. Yeah. Yay! Yay. Safe, dude. Which I think is very useful. Mm-hmm. Um, there we go. How's everyone feeling? Can we just a little check in? I know there was there was you know some there were some comments around the table about like uh, Annabelle's end and so on, and mm-hmm. I just want to make sure we're all okay with how it kind of went. Yeah. Cool. Mm-hmm. Just making sure, but we can talk more off stream as well. Um. I really enjoyed like running it and kind of building atmosphere and stuff. Uh, I hope it seemed like everybody also was really gung ho about kind of building characters from very little, which I think is really cool. Um, thoughts, feelings, anything you guys want to like throw out there? Maybe for the chat as well. I know everyone in the chat's freaking out, which is great. Thank you so much. <laughs> I saw the chat um, earlier comment that your uh, very to the point, succinct descriptions made it even creepier. Because you were like, oh no, Katie's gone. Uh-huh. As if we should just know. And mm-hmm. that made it really, really spooky. Uh, so well done on, I, on building that, that atmosphere. I think yeah. there's a lot, like, uh, I may uh, try to organize an RPG clinic this week as a, as a debrief um, of this game, because I think it'll be really fun to talk about how it went based on clinic from last week of like how to prepare for something like this. Um, I think there's something, like, I think there's something really pulpy in some horror movies about, uh, you know, really, like, rich, dripping narrators and voiceover and, like, so on. But sometimes the most frightening things are that which are simply in front of your face and yet don't exist, if I think of, like, Hereditary as an example. Just, like, things that should not be and yet they are. It's... That's where I'm at, so... Uh, hey, thanks, Roger. Everyone's, everyone's into it. This is good. Cool. Mm-hmm. Any other thoughts, folks? There was definitely moments in the game where my heart was beating like super fast. <laughs> well, fun. I think that's a good time. Great fun. Okay, well, I'd like to thank everybody, especially those out there in Chatland, for tuning in. I want to thank players around the table as well. Like you've been really great, and it's been uh, it's been a dream. It's been a dream. Sorry, I mean that sincerely. It's really been great. Thank you so much. Life is but a dream. Oh shh. A Thanks poor for player. Th- yeah. Thank you. Like thank you. being unexpected. Like I ah. was not expecting the. I wasn't expecting some of that stuff, too. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah, it's been really cool. And I want to debrief more with the chat on an RPG clinic. So stay tuned for that. If we do some brief um, things to look forward to for this week, I believe Julian's continuing his LARPs rewatch. Come and hang out with Julian on the Coolian's channel tomorrow. Uh, I'll be doing something spooky scary on Tuesday night. I'm like an idiot. Wednesday, we have Nancy Drew. That's right. Thursday evening, I believe there will be an RPG clinic. I'd like to debrief on this, but we'll see if anyone else wants to join in that. Friday is Punchy. Mm -hmm. Saturday is maybe something. I don't know. And next Sunday, you can catch this group of people right here again for Paranoia, as run by Mr. John Barrow. Oh. Anything to share? Attendance is mandatory. Oh, boy. (laughs) (laughs) I heard the computer is... I didn't hear anything. I heard nothing. (sighs) Hi. So thank you all very much, guys. It's been a total blast, and I'm just looking for the right button. Thank you. Hey, thank thank you. you. Thank you for having me. Oh, my God, Jess, of course. Thank you for having you for the next two weeks. (laughs) Yay! Yay!
Um, I also wanted to sh throw out another thanks to um, Scott and Kate for all of the prep that you oh my did God, yeah. in, in creating this like... experience because mm -hmm. this was quite a, a prep-heavy, uh, intensive stream, and it went off without a hitch. So well thanks, Trey Dog. Please, I, I will. I will remember as well. Or drop them in Discord. Yeah. Um, we have channels. We have a general RPG clinic channel, yeah. but we also, if you want to, my chat with the boss or other, I'm sure we can find them. Um, and that's it for tonight, guys, unless I'm missing anything. Uh, just remember that uh, VODs will now go on the RPG Clinic YouTube. Thank you. Um, and uh, there might be an audio method of catching up in the future. Ooh. Stay tuned to the Discord for details. Yes. <laughs> okay, guys. Thank you so much. Have a very night. A very night. Yeah, yeah. Have a very night, guys. <laughs> Bye. Bye.